Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Devin Turak. And today I'm joined by Patrick Gleason, Hello, uh, Paul Sanders, <laughs> and joining us once again is Dwayne McKinnon. Hello. Oh, he didn't no, do no. Okay, uh, we're gonna have to insert not, one into him. Yeah, I'm not good with sound effects. <laughs> well, I, I need a line. That's why I actually do it for real. <laughs> I, I go practical. They go. <laughs> just because we effects. don't want to drink today doesn't mean anything. Okay. No, I'm just saying I do practical effects. You guys are doing the special effects. Right. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, we'll I'm we'll, what's what's the magic? We'll word? fix it in post. We'll fix, we'll it, fix it in post. In post. Yeah. yeah, I'm not drinking because I'm super sick. Um, that's why I'm drinking tea instead. No, I'm not drinking just because I don't feel like drinking today. Fair enough. And no one's going to hold it against you. I have a Dr. Pat. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let us start with segment one, our weeks in the hobby. It actually is weeks this time because it's only been two, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Well, again, because we're because of well, you're coming up a busy schedule the rest sure. of February, and then and then we could have waited one more week. Well, next week we wouldn't be able to. Uh, I don't know if we would have been. Able. Anyways, we could have we could have made it one more week. Okay, sorry. So, Darren's <laughs> sipping some tea. Ah, yeah, um, just having some tea. So, okay. Weeks and hobbies. Yes. Uh, why don't we start with Paul? Oh, oh just cut me over like that? Like Always that. starts with me. Um, I haven't been very productive. Uh, I've been doing, well, <laughs> as usual, um, I've been trying to stay away from the computer recently. I've been doing more um, actual physical projects. Ooh, like our, our, like, a, or like the table. Our table. The, ta- the table is being worked on. I, I ended up, I went yesterday and bought more material. Okay, so, so it's so coming. This is going to be a new uh, mini segment. In the Weeks of the Hobby <laughs> segment, table update. Yeah, so Paul, tell us about the table update. Um, it's coming as, along. He, as he said, about to take a sip of tea. So, Paul, oh, uh, God, oh, I'm not going to get my tea. I'm not going to get my tea. Um, it's getting there. I, I've bought all the wood for it to make it so far. Okay. And I am just debating on size of the metal uh, legs and pipes that I'm going to use for it. Now, um, are you going to have interchangeable legs or are they going to be like telescopic legs? Uh, interchangeable. Okay. Yeah. So um, if we're going to change the height of the table, we're going to swap legs out legs. Okay. Yeah. So and are you going to have a cool carrying case for all the legs? No, probably not. Uh, I'll just strap them all together in a bundle and just carry them. Okay. It'll have to work. Dev's, Dev's a little disappointed. You can see his face. He's a little disappointed. He's like, mm. no, no, you're going to have like two separate bundles. This is the, the short bundle and the tall bundle? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we know Paul. He's going to be very... Um, detail oriented. Yeah, we say good. probably. Yeah, <laughs> for it. So yeah. okay, it, it, it's coming along. Yeah, good. Um, I haven't started the actual manufacturing yet, but it's very simple, so it shouldn't take me too long to actually bang them out. And we we're hoping this will be ready for CTC. It will be ready for CTC. Cool. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, it's just um, it's cutting angles. It's trying to get the angles right, and uh, I've got an angle. It's really hard to cut angles on table saws. Yeah. So. I'll get there. It's just going to be a little bit of a struggle. Right. And then I'll probably be starting next. And then after that, you can make, make us a nice gaming table. You know, that, that has holders for drinks and, and for dice, for the areas. Now you're asking for a lot. Of course I Yeah, am. the question is, where are we going to house this gaming table? Well, we'll work on that later. But, you know, <laughs> for, first we need an open space where a, a gaming table can fit. No, no. And like, none of us have that. We build around the table. 
<laughs> so first you want to set up a gaming table that Paul puts together for you, and then you want to build a house around well, it. Well, no, then we figure out what space we need for that table. I see. Um, usually yeah. people find the space they're looking for and build to the space that's available to them instead yeah. of trying to find a space for the table they've already <laughs> built. That's crazy. I like that idea. Though. It's <laughs> like, oh, shit, sorry, can't rent this room, can't rent this house. Why not? <laughs> not big enough for a table. <laughs> what? <laughs> Besides, aren't we, aren't we going to find some place to actually game? Every, I mean, like we can game here, but there's a table we're sitting at right now. Yeah, What's exactly. wrong with this table? Well, but it doesn't have the nice holders or the dice area and stuff like that, you know, like because you who drop dice all the time. I like I've been a lot better in the last five years. Thank I, you very much. Uh, that is true. That is true. Uh, just, just saying though, it'd be nice to have like you know, then have like a little holder underneath that holds the dice thing and a little. Cu- okay, but this cu- is like you, you want a dedicated table specifically for gaming. And, and nothing what's, else. What's wrong with that? I want there to be a place to put that table first uh-huh. before he builds the table. I'm making you. No, that, that's the most important part. I don't, I don't know anyone who has the room for a table dedicated to gaming and nothing else. Well, you know. Well, I, I mean, possibly I, if we took out that coffee table in your, in your living space, yes. we could put a gaming table there, but then you'd need like chair, or the gaming table would have to be made to the... the Level of the chair, seating the chair. that's available to which it. is the couches right now, and which is couches. I foresee potential conflicts with roommates. I know they, they, they never come down there. Yeah. Like they, they spent all the roommates spend all their time in their rooms. I'd never see anyone using this common area. This is basically the the, the main level is Pat's, <laughs> except the people who come down to use the kitchen. That's it. I've like yeah. I've never seen He's, a roommate sitting there reading a book or interacting well, with other people. Alice has a couple times. Well, she's waiting for her tea to to Exactly. Uh, Okay, so anyways, Paul, back to you. Uh So other thing else for gaming? Movies? Um, I have watched a bunch of stuff on Netflix recently. Me too. Um, I'm most... I'm I'm, I'm through episode episode 10 in Daredevil Season 3. It just takes me a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm not right on it like you guys are, but it is fantastic, that entire season. Yeah, it's very good. Everything you've said past about it, you're 100% accurate. Right. And it's really cool. Yeah. Um, also, last night, actually, uh, on the recommendation of a radio show that I listened to during the week, Interesting. I watched the Ray Romano um, oh, Netflix the, comedy thing. Yeah. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I don't normally watch anything with Ray Romano, but that one was worth, worth checking out. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, that's really all I have. I haven't been doing too much. Like I said, I've been focused mostly on... Well, you watch Polar. And I did watch, Pol- yeah, I did watch Polar. Polar was really good too. That's with uh, Mads um, uh, Mikkelsen or Mads Mikkelsen, I think. Yeah, yeah, I watched it because of him and because uh, I've seen him in other stuff, and he's really good. So, no, but I, it, I, it, I have a question about that that show. Yeah, it's based on a graphic novel. Yes, is yes. it one hundred percent live action or is it like rotoscoped? No, is it's, it animated? it's it's all well, it's all okay. it's all live action. No, it's all live action. well, they they it's all yeah. live action, but they do things like remember Smoking Aces and stuff like that, where they put like weird graphics for the people's name or names or what they are. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, similar to that sort okay, of idea. Okay, so comic yeah. book feel or graphic novel yeah, feel, and, but and, live action and and like um, Kill Bill quality blood and gore. Okay, yes, yeah, um, and worth it. Yeah, it is I worth it. it yes, it it. I got a real. Um, John Wick feel from it. Okay. Like, there's a lot of parallels between John Wick and it in terms okay. of, like, story, but uh, it was really good. It was worth watching. Yeah. Cool. If you're into, like, super violent assassin and type And who movie. isn't? So. 
and we'll pause. Grabs finally gets a sip of his tea. <laughs> I finally get a sip of my tea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Pat, how about you? Uh, well, again, yeah, polar as well. And I also saw one that uh, just last night that uh, Paul was interested in looking in called Beyond White Space, which is sort of basically a science fiction version of Moby Dick. Uh, it's the Chinese dragon Tianin or whatever, who's a sp- celestial space dragon who can go into white space to teleport to other areas of the universe or galaxy. But because he's killed people, uh, one of the sons is trying to, you know, do the Captain Ahab thing and hunt him down no matter what cost to, you know, kill him. Kill a celestial dragon. Yes. Idiot. It doesn't end. I don't want spoilers, but yes, spoilers. It doesn't end well because it's... If anyone's read Moby Dick, knows it doesn't end too well for Captain Ahab. Right. For vengeance, you know, when you go for vengeance, build yes, dig two graves. Spoilers for a hundred or so <laughs> odd year old novel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, really. just in case. <laughs> just well, in case you haven't. Some millennials don't are unaware what books are, so you know. Uh, sorry, some what? Millennials. Millennials, I see. Um, also, Devram and I will be talking about the same movie. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, we saw Ghost. Uh, glass. glass. Sorry, Glass. <laughs> I was watching, looking at my Netflix thing. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what. Um, glass, which we both enjoyed. My God, Glass was incredible. It's back to uh, Shyamalan's good. Yeah, good if, if, if you cool. refuse to see M. Night Shyamalan movies because you hate M. Night Shyamalan, um, Shyamalan watch this one. Man? Watch this one. This, yes. if, if you watched Unbreakable and liked Unbreakable, definitely watch this movie. I really liked Unbreakable. Yeah, Unbreakable was fantastic. Yeah, that was probably his best movie until this one. Well, Split this was one s- might actually be better. Split was good. Split was good. Um, but Split was weird. Yeah, I also saw Ant- finally saw Ant Man and the Wasp. So mm-hmm. I pretty much watched all the Marvel movies now to to get ready for. Uh, <laughs> what, did, what did you think of it? I actually liked it. Um, it reminded me of you know those nineteen eighties buddy cop movies. Sure. Because you got the, the comic sidekick. Right, that's just crazy. Except the comic yeah. sidekick is Ant Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, but he also has another comic sidekick. Oh, and, he, and Michael Pena as his yeah. sidekick. Yeah. yeah. And I thought they did a good job. I mean, there's issues whether you're going like, so how did the original Lost stay alive for that long in an area? Right. So my response to that is because it's um, subatomic space, time works differently there. Um, it could be. A, T- ten days there could be ten years. But she looks old. Art. But she looks old. Right. That that's the discrepancy is that she looks old. Where'd she get the armor? Where'd she get the weapon that she made? <laughs> Again, you're asking too many questions. <laughs> no. Like I said, um, no, they they undeni- they undeniably glossed over yeah. just uh, how Janet were, Van Dyne well, survived well, for that there, long. Well, no, there were that a lot of glossed over scene. sort of like so your husband doesn't see you for thirty years and it's like, hey, how you doing? Okay, let's go on with other stuff now. And so it's to but what? What? Sh- I guess we're not going to have a talk. We just haven't seen each other for thirty that's, years. That's done off screen. It's not <laughs> part know. of the important action for the movie storyline. There yeah. were there were a lot of plot holes in that movie. Yeah, yeah, but it was super fun. That's all. Oh that no, was. it was. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a it fun was. movie. Um, and I know, like, uh, uh, you're not a fan of. Well, you're more of a fan now than you first were of Thor Ragnarok. No, I still am not a fan of Thor Ragnarok. But I, that's why I don't understand. Like, Ant Man has a lot of again over the top comedy. Yeah, but that comedy was natural. No, it and wasn't. There's parts that weren't natural. I, I, I didn't find it at all forced. I didn't yeah. find it forced the way the comedy, in, in quotations, the comedy in Ragnarok was. I really yeah, that little it was, it was forced in, Ragnarok. in Ragnarok. Yeah, like the, I don't want to say too many spoilers. Well, people probably have seen Ant-Man in the Wasp, but maybe not. But there's a spoiler. Like with the scene where uh, Ant-Man is, is having a discussion of in his 
de- about his desk at work. I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I wasn't, I wasn't under house arrest. I, I couldn't, yeah, you know, why did you guys get all the good desks and I've got this full yeah, card table? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's why it's like, it's an 80s movie with the, the, yeah. the sidekicks comedy there. Yeah, but exactly. Uh, that, that's the kind of banter you expect from that kind of movie. Whereas that same banter in Ragnarok was so out of place. No, no, it worked because they re, were redoing Thor. They re, they took Thor and said, okay, Thor 1 and Thor 2 didn't work too well. Let's take the B-list guy and I, make him fun. No, no, I, I disagree. I mean, Dark World was Dark not well World received. But the first Thor, like Kenneth Branagh directing oh, no. Thor, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, people, for some reason, I've noticed this in online discussions, People seem to tend to forget that, but the first Thor is actually a really good movie. Oh no, it is. It is. It's just, but <laughs> you know, people people just seem to forget that over all the gushing over Ragnarok. Which don't get me wrong, I liked Ragnarok. But it's just I different things. I hated it. I uh, liked it. No, but because I think it grew as well. Because Thor, although the first Thor movie was good, there wasn't very much development from him when they went to the second one? No, no, no. There's no development for him. The development is for all the other characters, yeah. the, the, the surrounding mm-hmm. characters. And my favorite person, actually, from that, that first Thor movie isn't even the, 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 the female lead. It's the female lead I know, sidekick. You love her. Yeah. She is hilarious. Cat Dennings. She calls Mjolnir. Yub dub. Yub dub. Darcy, I think. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. hilarious. Darcy, yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, <coughs> what I didn't like about Thor in the first two movies was that they they made him like he's he's supposed to be Thor, you know. He they made him really immature. Yeah, well, and yeah, but that that's his arc. His arc is that by 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 in the in the Avengers movie, the latest one, by losing his eye. Maybe, that, maybe that's Ragnarok. That's Ragnarok. That was uh, Ragnarok. losing his eye. Um, he, he he gains perspective. He kind of leaves behind the prince and becomes the king. That's but that's Ragnarok. Yeah, that's, but, yeah, yeah. that's, uh, that's in Ragnarok. Not to mention yeah. not to mention that's straight out of Norse mythology. Yeah, Odin oh, yeah. sacrificed his eye for yeah. wisdom. Thor loses his and gains more perspective. Yeah, you know. So um, the the part I like most about Ragnarok was the Hulk. Yes. That that was the only yeah. redeeming quality for well, that entire and that, movie. It actually is an interesting one because. Hulk in the other Avengers movies, he's not really given too much. Besides, I'm angry, right? Right. But now Hulk, instead of Banner, Hulk is the one who's actually have for most time is having a conversation. Yeah. Like, right. like it's it's Hulk's thoughts, Hulk's development, and he does grow as well. Like, well, it, the the weird part though is that in the whole Avengers movie, he's you don't see Hulk at all. No, because Hulk, yeah. is, Avenger, Hulk is afraid. Yes. Hulk actually well, says, "No, uh, I'm not coming out." Yeah, well, so <laughs> like Banner it. tries to turn. Hulk says, "No." That, that's it. But that ties into Ragnarok, though, right? Right. But it's also like, why doesn't Hulk want to come out? Because he had it for two years. Right. Now, is it because he got beaten so badly by Thanos? Thanos, Maybe. or is there like exactly, or is there something because he, you know, because he was out for too long? He was out for too yeah, long. Maybe. So, but that's why I'm looking forward to uh, Endgame, mm-hmm. just to see how they develop Hulk, because. As a main movie, he's had issues, right? Sure. But as a, as part of the ensemble, they've actually developed him quite well. Yeah. And well, like and, and Ragnarok, they did a great job with him where he's the hero, but he he, he doesn't have any of his friends anymore. So even though he's treated like a hero and everything, he's still lonely. Sure. But doesn't want yeah. to say it. Right? Like yeah, well, it, it, Ragnarok was almost more a Hulk movie than it was. a Thor movie. But I like yeah. it because there's parts where he's like, he obviously wants Thor to stick around. But doesn't know how to 
yeah. say it, right? How, it's yeah. it, it's because it's Hulk's mostly... He's all emotion. Well, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's like a five-year-old child almost in some ways. <laughs> yes. you, know, you know what I mean? For the, I don't know how to express myself. Right. I just want... Yeah. But I don't want to pretend that I like you, but I want you here, so well, you, you can go. You, you, you're fine. You don't have to stay. Like that sort of attitude, yeah, yeah. right? So it worked well. Uh, and that's where I liked how, like I said, it was, it, was a, it was a buddy movie. If you think... Okay, that's a diff. Think Thor as Hulk and, ba- Hulk and Thor buddy movie. Yeah, it's not um, the same. It was really kind of interesting, the, dy- the dynamic there, because previously in the movies, as far as a buddy dynamic goes, it was all uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I think, if I recall right, I've read online, there's a whole bunch of memes out there, science bros. Yes. <laughs> well, because, yeah, before that, it was basically Hulk was in Thor, didn't really talk too much. It was more, you know, they... They they just was, there was, except, except there was an the antagonistic uh, relationship yeah. between the two. Yeah. Um, but there were, like, also, like I said, for right now, I like because Loki grew as a person as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, he wasn't just, I'm trying to take over the world. And also, it got very meta. Because Chris Helmsworth's brother, brother, Luke Helmsworth, played Thor during the play. Uh-huh. Right, oh, right, and right, and yeah. Helmsworth's <laughs> sister was also there as well. And Matt Damon was playing Loki. Loki. Yeah. Like it yeah, was so, was... and it was the exact scene, the exact scene from Dark World. Yep. Like yeah, that was, was how, or except for the, some of the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. how. Yeah, Loki. Loki rewrote the dialogue to suit himself yeah. a little bit better. Well, of but course, it was still, it was still like he still grew as a person from there because until then, it's like he's, it was fun, but he still had one dimensional views. Right, he wanted to take over Asgard. Yeah. Even though technically he was right, he was actually the next in line because after Thor got dis- banished, he was next in line for the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, just going back to Ant Man and the Wasp, I did like it. Uh, the ending, again, setting up obviously Infinity. Because when I was first watching it, okay, I should say spoilers, I'm sorry again, but. Well, it's a, well, almost a year old, yes. year old movie. It's been out a long time. But because I was, when it came out, I was like, I think they also did it as a super light feel to it because yeah, on purpose. Infinity War ended sort of like, oh my God, we just watched Spider-Man die. We watched all these people die. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let's have a, a fun caper movie. Yep. And you're like, well, where does it fit into the world? Like, where does it fit in? Right? Because you're trying to figure out where, uh, is it before Infinity War? No, it has to be before. But it has to be before. But it's sort of, oh, but you're is. trying to figure out, right? Because you're Which also like, maybe they didn't, it's as it's happening or way before like but then at the very end in the, uh, the credits it's, you're like yeah. oh it's coinciding boom. yeah <laughs> yeah hey guys hello are you, are you hello. doing a joke to me we're, we're, why aren't you answering me oh fuck me <laughs> yeah so this were like parts that I'm getting into rumors and stuff where people think in Endgame Ant-Man has a huge part to play because of the quantum realm right because there's also time works differently in the quantum realm and stuff like that so. Have they ever actually said that though? Or yes, they just yeah, they, they have. Okay. Uh, actually, in Ant Man and the Wasp, they talked about how it's the time and everything can be different. Right. Yeah. No one really. Do you just put quantum in front of everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you just, <laughs> just you just add quantum to anything. Yeah, you're yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Just put um, it put it in front. It's good. But, good. Uh, and for game, oh sorry, Dwayne, for yeah. gaming stuff, I've picked up a Kill Team box set, so I can actually have more stuff to play. And I started a campaign. Well, being in a campaign for Kill Team. For over a year. What 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 uh, set did you pick up? Uh, Space Wolves. Okay. Do they require painting? 
uh, they have required to be put together first. <laughs> then they will require painting. But it's the Primaris uh, uh. Marines. But they look. They I have to. Uh, even though I'm not a fan of playing them, they do look nice. Yeah. Um. And then that's it for weeks in the hobbies. I haven't really done any more. Oh, I started playing um, Ajax Legends or something like that, or uh, Atlas or Ajax Overlords. It's a battle royal game. And I realized again, I suck at battle royal games because I'm trying to figure out how to shoot and stuff like that. Next thing I don't know, I'm dead. Like, what the fuck? Didn't have a chance. But mm-hmm. if you guys want to join in, so you know, we can have a team. And I, I, I don't play MOBAs. Which which game is this? A, a Ajax, Ajax Overlord or Legends? Uh, okay. Ajax World of Legends? To, I'd have to look yeah. into it. I know. So that's pretty much it for me. Dwayne? Sorry. Yeah. I do. Uh, excuse me. I'll direct the next player. Thank you. <laughs> you're Dwayne, you're on your phone. <laughs> not even paying attention. Uh, I, trust me. I'm always paying attention. No, you're not. Yeah. Um, before I get into my weeks, just a quick question since we've all seen Ant-Man and the Wasp now. Um, what do people think of Ghost? I like Ghost. I like I, Ghost. I I, I I bring it up because it's one of those rarest things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, an antagonist that is still alive at the end of the movie. And also an antagonist who's... Um, Besides Loki. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I said it was rare. Right. I didn't say it was non-existent. No, no, exactly. You're right. Because, yeah. Uh, but but, but I, I liked her in the, in the fact that it's an antagonist that's, that you kind of can um, sympathize with. Mm-hmm. Like, she's... she All she's trying to do is, is survive, right? She's trying to save herself. Well, even the other... Technical villain, the the guy trying to get the hardware. No, he's always bad. But he's he's not actually bad because he used to sell stuff to Shield, and then Shield went away. So he's just trying to like, okay, I'm trying to keep money flowing and going stuff. So even if he's not a great guy, he still lives at the end too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I like the ghost. Which, which guy is that? Um, the guy from the Shield, the, the uh, gangster, the, basically. the gangster, the guy from Hateful Eight. I can't remember his name, Dwayne. No, hateful eight. Uh, to be honest, he, to be honest, he was my least favorite part of Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah, and no. he did not make much of an oh, impact on me one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was yeah, like the character could like that could have just been written out completely almost. Yeah, it was um, kind of superfluous. But yeah, he was there as the sort of I I'm the guy who's getting technology and I want to try and steal it from you guys. Yeah. So yeah. that's where they had that the whole you know. Uh, Crazy cops chasing the things like let's chase the guys around and you know. Yeah. So how does but again how do okay if you get micro micro small, and then you put yourself into something else and you get micro small how does that work? Because the building was in the car and they shrink the car down. Hmm. So how how, yeah. how can something that's already been shrunk down so, shrink down? So the See, thing is plot holes. <laughs> the thing is, I, I read about this. Um, the building was originally small. The, bu- the building was originally kind of like a dollhouse building. It was expanded to work in, shrunk back to its original size to carry, and then they shrunk it down further while in the car. That makes sense. So, that, so the, the fact that it's, it yeah. started off, it started off as a suitcase, not as a big building shrunk to a suitcase. So like a dollhouse. Yeah. Yep. A very... Well, De- well detailed, detailed yeah. and built. Well, here's the thing, though. If you can shrink yourself down, you can go in and build everything inside the well, dollhouse. That also explains how the energy works. Because you're going, how does it have power? But if, it well, if you if you see in the movie, there's 
just outside of his big office, if you look through the glass windows, there's giant um, Duracell batteries in the background. <laughs> oh, that's how he was side. getting power. Yeah, watch, side. watch the movie. So you, that goes you can look through, and you're like, oh. I was like, that's a Duracell battery, and it's <laughs> like five stories tall. Now that explains also why Dwayne's saying that <laughs> I, it was originally. I missed that. House. It's there. I didn't see that. that. So that, that actually ties yeah. in with what Dwayne said. Then it was originally a small. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, they could have shrunk the building. Added all of this stuff to it, like and the then, handle and everything, and then it exploded it big again. So I mean, it could have been, it could have been either way, right? But, but yeah. But any, anyways, um, I was rewatching the original Ant Man just recently and stuff, and the whole scene where a 1980s Hank Pym comes in to talk to Shield and basically mm-hmm. gives his gives yeah. his resignation and. Howard Stark is like looking looking at the other guy who ultimately turns out to be Hydra. Yeah. Right. And he's there going, he just took you out full size. You really want him angry when you can't see him coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and that. And I saw a, a fairly recent thing with um, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Who uh, portrays Hank Pym. And they're asking him about an Ant-Man 3. And he goes, I haven't heard anything yet. But they usually spring it on me. Yeah. And that. But uh, he is completely in favor of doing like a Hank and Janet prequel yeah, film. Yeah, like, sort of like because the tech first Avenger has come along so far. Right. I mean, yeah. like you've got Captain Marvel coming out next month yes. with Sam Jackson and Clark Gregg digitally de-aged for the entire film. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen the trailers. It looks like a young Sam Jackson. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah. There's no uncanny valley thing going on at all. Yeah. It well, just looks like a young Sam Jackson. Well, they, they first did that with Jeff Bridges in Tron. Right. Except that that was horrible. It was. It, well, it was. well yeah. It, but it, it, then again, Clue was supposed to look artificial. He so. was, yeah. And they didn't get it. I mean, that was the first time that they really did it on that kind of scale before. Right. Yeah. So obviously they've improved since then. I mean, how many years ago was that movie? Uh, many. You know, many. Ten? Yeah. No. Getting uh, close to eight. it. Getting eight. close, getting close. Yeah. So the, the technology is always improving. Well, look look so, how well they did in Rogue One when they yeah. de-aged uh, Tarkin. Tarkin. That he, was, oh, no, no, Tarkin no, that was, he was completely was, um, CGI. He was completely yeah. CGI. Yeah. It didn't look good. I actually liked Tarkin. I, no, no, I liked he, the but way they, they could did have Tarkin. been better. Like, it could yeah. have been better. They, they, they do it nowadays. It'll be, it, it will improve as it goes along, right? Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, um, I kind of digressed into talking about Ant-Man a lot, but <laughs> it is fine. one of my. Yeah. But that's okay because it is one of my favorite Marvel. When Dev talks yeah. about Gloss a little bit, I'll bring up the advent trailers. Yeah. Can I go? Can I segue for that right now? Nope. nope. No. Okay. But uh, as far as uh, yeah. my weeks in the hobby, not a lot. Although um, I changed my cable package last month, and because of that. Rogers offered me a deal. They offered me their new... Uh, Rogers is now offering Bell's Crave Plus HBO service. Um, mm. Apparently, the Canadian cable and satellite firms are kind of banding together, getting behind this one service as a competitor to Netflix and cord cutting and stuff like that. So they, they offered it to me free for a year. So I thought, hey... And it turns out that this is where a lot of the movies that I thought should be on Netflix by now are. Yeah. So um, I finally saw Deadpool 2. And, and? It was okay. 
Yeah. You know, I can't say I was terribly impressed. Um, I was really quite impressed with uh, Zazie Beats. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, she played Domino. Yes. Domino. Yes. Yeah, she was really good. Um, and I was impressed with the filmmakers because uh, although the whole luck is not a superpower thing. It is. Argued argument <laughs> went way too long. Yes. Uh, when they actually got around to showing her power. how luck is a superpower, um, that was well done. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Completely visually, I I enjoyed that. It's interesting because yeah, I was gonna say because in Champions way back when there you could have a power that was called luck, right? And you'd, yeah. you'd it'd give you a bonus to do stuff. And people were like, why would they take it? But when Domino came out and showed this is what luck actually can do as a superpower, people went, oh yeah, wait, why would I want anything else? But yeah. Seeing that makes me think that if they ever do long shot, they'll actually do long shot properly. Yes. Since he basically has the same power. Um, although I believe, if I remember right, he came first. Yes, he did. Um, he did. And, well, it's also healing, but he's different. He gets luck when he's doing, like, focused. If, yeah, if, if, and basically he has to be doing good things. Yes. And then, um, there's a very positive, negative association with, uh, with long shot's powers. I'd like to see that. I don't know if it'd be, doing, be able to do it as a live action. Uh, on Mojo World, but a animated movie of Longshot on Mojo World, I think would be really great. Yep. So that would be interesting. Um, although Mojo is somewhat disturbing. <laughs> well, yes. Well, the whole thing, but like that's that's going back. Uh, is that Claremont that did Mojo? Or yes, yes. Uh, Cla- Claremont's run in X Men was really great. Yep. Um, Claremont did the most with Mojo, but uh, I believe Mojo was introduced in Innocenti's Longshot yes. limited series, yes, which introduced yes. Longshot. And Spiral. Yep, and Spiral, and Ricochet Rita. Who and, becomes Spiral. Yeah, although <laughs> in, in, there's yeah, a lot. To quote, uh, to quote Doctor Who, there's an awful lot of timey-wimey nonsense going on yes. with Ricochet Rita turning into Spiral. Yeah. Um, so I, I did get to see that. I've started rewatching, although I've only gotten a little bit into it. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming yes. is on Crave. So uh, I've been wanting to see that again. I, wanna, I wanted to go see Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse. I saw it. It's excellent. Yeah. Well, we're seeing. Um, and also on there, uh, they've got Kingsman oh. to the Golden Circle. Oh, I still haven't seen it yet. So I'm looking forward to it. It's that's on there. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2 yes. is on there. That's why it's not on Netflix, damn it. Yep, exactly. Mm. Like I said, it, I mean, there's a bunch of movies where I was thinking, these should be on Netflix by now. It turns out the reason they're not they're on Crave. is that Crave got the rights to them. I'm definitely, well, because now I have, I'm paying uh, for YouTube, paying for Netflix, and paying for Prime. I'm probably also going to end up paying for Crave. Mm-hmm. Just... <laughs> Just to just have all the things. Get everything, well, right? we get everything, right? Because then I can be able to see more yeah. movies and talk well, about them. And I was reading about a study released just recently that apparently shows that uh, pirating is on the rise again because There's things are fragmenting into all these various different services. Yeah. And so, well, rather, again, you're, you're, since people don't want or cannot pay for all, all these different them. services, they're returning again to the, the to the pirate side. Well, I can see that because, like I said, now you're going to have to get Disney, right? If you want Disney stuff, Disney's yep, got their own. they got their own now. Warner Brothers, well, DC is going to have their own as well. 
Yeah, well, DC uh, already has their own. Yes, but that's uh, so you're going, oh, that's why I forgot that I wrote Titans. Yeah. Um, I actually have downloaded to my tablet here the first episode of Titans. I haven't actually gotten around to seeing it yet. I'm a little behind on a bunch of things. I'm a few episodes behind on Flash. I'm like six episodes behind on Supergirl. A um, couple of episodes behind on Black Lightning. Yeah. Well, I remember yeah. we were talking last... <laughs> during the last podcast of how I wasn't too sure how it's going to fit in with the different universes and stuff. Yep. I've spoiled, well, a little bit of a spoiler, but I realized it's actually, yeah, it's not Green Arrow or Flash or all those ones, but they do talk about Justice League. Like, you never mm-hmm. see anyone. They just talk about that there is a Justice League with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are the only ones who've been mentioned so far. Like, you never see them. Nope. They're just talked about. So it's in, a, it's in a world where there is actually a Justice League. Now, yeah. and which version of Justice League? Unknown? Because yeah. they only talk well, about those three. It, it, it does get interesting because uh, in an episode of Black Lightning, um, a few episodes back in that, uh, they mention Supergirl, for example. Oh, they do mention Supergirl. But okay. As far as anyone knows, Supergirl, like the Supergirl that we see in the TV show, is not part of the universe of Black Lightning. No. And so there's been a lot of speculation on that. Personally, I find myself wondering if it's like the old uh, DC multiverse situation yes, yeah. where uh, the Earth 2 superheroes were written about in comic books on Earth 1. Right. Yeah. And that you could, like, Barry Allen grew up reading the adventures of Jay Garrick, yes. The Flash, yes. on Earth 1. No, I think that's what it, it's like, again, because. I think that's what DC is trying to do, even for their movies. Uh, is yeah. well, separate. No, no, their movies and their TV shows are no, completely no, no, I mean, separate. No, no, yeah. I mean, their movies but, are not doing the, the whole thing yeah. of Marvel is. They're doing, okay, they're somewhat connected, but they don't have to be, like, because now with Aquaman going on and Shazam coming out, and Shazam's probably not going to yeah. talk about... Uh, well, the thing, the thing is, is that they are completely separated because, I mean... Supergirl has introduced Superman, who is currently off on vacation. Oh, no, I'm just talking about the movies alone. I'm talking movies alone. I'm realizing they're they're trying to do a little bit of separation between them to show, okay, Aquaman may sort of exist in the same role as a Superman, but they didn't actually mention him at all in Aquaman. They're like, they're talking about the Justice League a little bit, Mm -hmm. but they're, and now with Shazam coming out, who's technically, you know, was originally supposed to be part of their universe, I think he's going to again be. Separate. Oh, he'll be isolated for sure. Yeah. yeah. When they do their individual sh- movies, they don't really talk about the other superheroes. No. And now with the new Batman coming out. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll be yeah. isolated. Yeah. So, yep. so yeah. So, um, as far as gaming and the like goes, it's been pretty much dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys, well, Ram- we, Mr. Ram's always been we sick. Missed, we missed a session because uh, Pat Ram's always has been ill. And, that which is so also why hope, he's not here today. Yeah, we're hoping to get back to that this coming Wednesday, but we'll see. And you uh, will have some th- treats for that. I picked up a bo- gave him a box of tiles and stuff like that to use. Yeah, nice. But uh, what's that face online, Deborah's making? Is that a trying not to sneeze face? <laughs> it's, we're, we're just, <laughs> we should take a picture of that again. This is this is a audio. That's what I'm trying to take. I was no. going to take a try picture this of your face. This is an audio medium. You don't even even need to bring it up. You just have to ignore it and keep no, carrying. It was on such a weird face, though. It was such a weird face. Yeah, it I'm like obviously trying not to sneeze. It was, well, either that or constipated. So, yeah. 
So, <laughs> am I sitting on a toilet? If not, then that's not an issue. Well, I'm, that's why I was worried because you're in my chair. I'm not going to shit my pants. <laughs> Even if I did, again, yeah. audio wouldn't get picked up by the mics. Yeah, but you know, yeah. we're I sitting hold, here yeah. with you. You. This is why you're not on a radio. <laughs> if, but, if you were on radio, you'd be able to ignore all this other crap and just keep concentrating on what you're talking about. Yeah. What were we talking about? Audio medium. Believe it I'm going to have to cut all this uh, out. Be- believe it or not, a long, long, long time ago, I actually had the opportunity to do a radio show. And you should have. Um, our local radio, local radio station, uh, it was AM at the time, it's FM now, um, located in Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. Um, was CIGO then? If anyone from there is listening, sorry, I can't remember what it is now. But um, they had a program with the area schools, like uh, the, Inverness, the Inverness County School Board, they had a program, they called it Student Access, and you had an opportunity to put a show together for one hour on Saturdays, and so basically each school put a team together, and uh, I got to be the DJ. Nice. So that was kind of fun. But uh, to finish off my weeks, the other thing is that I've actually been fairly consistent in reading lately mm-hmm. and uh, I'm finally on the final book of the Wheel of Time Memories of Light on my Kobo and it has been I, I, I really gotta say um, looking at the Wheel of Time as a whole I've enjoyed it for the most part but there are sections of it where it drags I'm not talking Tolkien level, uh, you, know, you know, spending 50 pages on, you know, a two-week journey with every leaf and every branch. Or multiple pages talking about food. But um, it did drag in some places. I have to give Brandon Sanderson full credit because uh, these last three books, the ones that he ended up writing from Jordan's notes, he has done a remarkable job in sticking with uh, Jordan's voice for the characters, but he's moved things along really nicely. Um, the dialogue has been great. One of the absolute highlights for me is uh, my my favorite character. I think looking back at it, has to be Matrim Cotham, who's one of the three Taveran in the books, and. In this one, there's finally a reunion between Randolph Thor, the Dragon Reborn, and Matt. After Matt's basically finally hooked up with his wife, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, the banter between the two of them, who are guys who have known each other from childhood, and it's like comparing all the things they've gone through, like uh, lost a hand, lost an eye. <laughs> yeah did this, did that. Uh, I cleansed the male half of the source. I win. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it's just been an enjoyable ride. Um, I'm looking forward to how it all ends. Uh, Memory of Light is a massive book. There's something like 50 chapters in it. Yeah, so I'm crazy, only, crazy I'm only on like 20. So there's a lot left to go. But... Uh, Looks like I'm finally going to get there after all this time. And that's it for me. Uh, I'll have a bit of stuff for news and rumors. 
Oh my God! So uh, finally, after forty minutes, uh, okay. Okay, so let's hey, move on hey, to hey, section hey. two. To be fair, this time the forty minutes was Pat and oh, Paul and me. Yeah, not just me. Always, it's always Pat. Pat's <laughs> always the problem. No, Pat is always a problem child. <laughs> anyway, um, weeks of the hobby um, for video games. Um, I picked up a new one called Tharsis. I think it's called. Um, it's it's. It was uh, there's a steam sale going steam sale going on right now for uh, Chinese New Year, and so a ton of stuff is uh, discounted. And this is just something I happen to come across. It's the weirdest type of game. It's I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's basically a dice game. Uh, so you're you're members of a crew on board a spaceship heading from Earth to Mars, right? Because they, they picked up some sort of uh, transmission from Mars where there are no people. So they sent a, a ship to go check it out. And along the way, disaster happens and some people get injured and the ship kind of gets hit by meteors. And so damage is happening to areas of the ship. And you have four crew members who um, you can send off to the, these various different parts of the ship uh, to repair it and then take care of whatever the, the issue is in that location. And... Each one of these have a specialty because they're, you know, one's the captain, one's the medic, one's right. some the engineer, uh, the engineer that's yep. right. right. Um, and, um, and each of them have a certain number of dice that they get to roll. And depending on the dice that you roll, you apply them towards uh, repairing the ship, uh, fixing the problems, um, food. Um, Curing someone, healing somebody, healing, yeah. healing someone, right? So you you basically have to assign the dice as that that are rolled. It's it's actually oh, that's a, interesting. It's a very very cool game. I'll put a um, a link to it in the show notes. Um, so that's the only new game that I've uh, picked up and started playing. Uh, unless we want to start talking about uh, phone games, I recently got into a. Um, uh, a Marvel game called Future Fight on my phone, and that's actually super, super fun. Okay, I've seen ads for that. I've been curious right. about it. I had also seen ads for it. Apparently, they're in their third year. I mean, this is a pretty old game, and apparently I had started looking at it when it first came out and wasn't interested at the time, and so I deleted it from my phone, but just on a whim because I'd seen uh, some commercials about it, I picked it back up again, and it's super fun. I'm really enjoying that. So that's pretty much what I spend most of my time on my phone doing. Um... As for TV shows, I've been watching, uh, I kind of flip back and forth between three depending on where I am and what I'm doing. So um, at lunchtime at work uh, on my phone on Netflix, I've been watching uh, season five of uh, Flash mm-hmm. where they introduced Nora, Nora their uh, daughter from the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a very interesting character. I really liked uh, at her addition to the, the storyline. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, I started watching Nightfall which is a show on Netflix um, dealing with Templars. Um, so it's, it's sort of partially based on uh, historical figures, and, but it's partially also completely made up bullshit. Yeah, because... Isn't it something like there's scientists and a telepath or... No, no. Oh, that's a different one, I'm sorry. No, you're thinking of a different show. Yeah. So this, this is the Templars in France... Uh, 15 years oh. af- after the fall of Accra. Yes, okay, I know the one you're talking about because there's also, yes... Keep talking, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to keep talking on my own show. <laughs> Your show. Yeah, that's right, my show. I'm the host. You guys are my co-hosts. 
Um, um, I'm just not going to say. Oh, I'm just, thinking, just, I'm be thinking, gl- sorry. just be glad that we don't have this on camera, folks, because you can practically see the egos colliding. Um, I was thinking, sorry, Night Flyers <laughs> is on, on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer, or not trailer, but like the, I, I saw it pop up on my uh, Netflix um, screen, yes. and it looks amazing. I'm definitely looking forward to delving into it next episode. Because I also started watching Night Flyers, another one as well. I've I watched a couple episodes. Yeah, so, so that's so, why I got confused. Okay, so so Nightfall Templars in France after the fall of Acre, fifteen years after the fall of Acre, uh, they're in the first episode. This is kind of minor spoilers, but it's it's the first episode. It's like kind of like their pilot, and it, it'll tell you kind of about it. So their chapter master um, goes off uh, on this side mission that he doesn't tell anyone about, and he gets killed, and um, so that that starts a whole bunch of things in motion. Um, his right-hand man basically gets elevated to the chapter master. They start looking for the grail. Um, there's all sorts of mystical well, stuff that starts happening. In the very happening. first one, you see the, them leaving. Yeah, you, you, see them, you see the fall of Acre. You see them flee from, uh, from the Saracen hordes. And you think there was a grail. And, and the grail gets lost in the bottom of the ocean yeah. as the, the ship that was carrying it gets <laughs> sunk whopped. right in front of them. That was an excellent scene. And then it, it, it kind of gets more crazy from there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, some parts of it I'm kind of uh, rolling my eyes at because there's a lot of kind of modern day sensibilities yes. that gets brought into that time. Yes. Which uh, I could do without. Like yeah. there's a bit of the whole social justice thing. Although one of the cool things is that because the Templars are supposed to be protectors of pilgrims, um, there's a point where the um, the Jews get expelled from the city, from Paris. And uh, the exchequer, who's of course the exchequer is always an evil guy. Yes, that's a bit of a, a medieval style trope. Money corrupts. Yeah, exactly. That must, and also uh, like a level of power that's not the king, mm-hmm. and he he wants more. Uh, anyway, so he's evil, and he he plots this scheme where there are, there's all these false flag attacks, and all of a sudden there's all this um, fear mongering about how the Jews are bad people. Now this is actually stuff that did happen yes. in that time, so it's not totally out of the out of the norm, but the whole plan is that at, when you expel them, uh, you then hire brigands to attack them on the road and steal all their money and all their stuff. Well, again, that's all. stuff that actually happens. Like, oh, yeah. oh, wait. Yeah. Well, the other one was, yeah, uh, well, you have safe passage from the city. Yeah, but once you're outside the, the city, city walls, you're on your own. Exactly. And the Templars get word of that this is about to happen because somebody overhears what that it's going to happen and then comes and gives them word. So um, the Templars, because they're protectors of pilgrims who are on a road get going back to the yeah. Holy Land. Well, that's what they're... Yeah, they're... They go, we're going to help these Jews. So I don't know if they would actually have done that. Yeah. They, but but it, it does kind of sound within their character. So I think I, they would have. Yeah, because yeah. they actually were known to protect... Mm-hmm. Like, especially on the pilgrimage, right? That's what their job right. was. Is There's people. only the first season on here, and I've watched the second season. Oh, you've already seen the second season? Yeah, I it was see. on TV. And... It gets really weird. Yeah, more more season. more psychedelic and Well, <laughs> let's just say Landry as a kid in the second season. Spoiler here. Spoilers. Oh, the the, the kid is very much uh Oh, a is part it in the first season? The first season as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. It's just Okay, not we're 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 doing good. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> the the kid that he has, uh, we're we're talking in, in, in code here so that we don't spoil anything. Uh how old is the kid in the second season? Baby? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Then yeah, definitely a big part of the first season. Yeah. I just I couldn't remember exactly because it's been so long since I actually watched yeah. the show. Uh, I, like I said, I did like the um, the feel of it and the look of it. It did like uh, Yeah, yeah, it, it looked authentic ish. Have you seen Outlaw 
oh, the Chris Pine one, Outlaw Chief. Or I Outlaw? have not, but I, but it's Outlaw, also Outlaw on, King. Outlaw King. also King. on the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I, I also recommend it because I've watched some historical uh, people talk about it. And they're mm-hmm. like, they're pretty accurate for a lot of the stuff. Well, that's good. Yeah, my but, parents watched it and said it was quite good. So, yeah. but he, like I said, yeah. anyway. So that's that's the second show. The third show I want to talk about um, is. I think season six of Agents of Shield. I know a lot of people have are, are off Agents of Shield. They hated it for a while. Love it. I I, I love it. I'm I like, a huge I, fan I, of it. If it was easily accessible, I would be watching. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to send you the link to how easily accessible it is. Uh, I, think, I think you already have. I, sent I, me I may that, have. It's, it's the same the same site. Okay. Um, so in this season specifically, though, um, a um, inhuman artifact actually t- jumps them fifty years, a hundred years in the future. Yeah. And. Earth has I've, been destroyed. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched pretty much all the way up to when they get back. Okay, so, so I'm I'm halfway through the season right now. So oh, so now we know they get back. Thanks, Paul. No, no, you you know you know they, you know they get on. back. No, no, no. Seriously, you know you know they get back. I didn't know. Pat, I'm going to tell you why you know you get they get back because if they didn't get back, the world wouldn't get destroyed. The girl who's called the Earthbreaker, she's in the future with them after the world has been destroyed. So she there she has to go back in order to break the world. Yeah, uh, Quake, Destroyer Worlds, That's I right. believe is how they... It's very, exactly. it's very Cali. <laughs> she's, uh, and she's, a, she's actually a pretty cool character. Um, but she was one that was introduced early in the show. Oh, yeah, she's in the first episode. Is she in the very first episode? Yeah. Um, but, but she's not, she's like a, kind of like a side character, not really the main character until this season where it's really kind of all about her. Okay. Yep. And then she's, she's a, a cool character too. I like Quake. Um, so that anyway, that that's the third show that I've been watching. Uh, big fan of all of those three shows, um, and I'm looking forward to more in the near future. And movies, I think. Uh, movies. The only new movie is since um, actually no, there's there's another documentary I want to talk about. Um, I also on Netflix um, called "In for the Love of Spock." Okay, all about uh, Leonard <laughs> oh, Nimoy's Ad, life. Adam, Nim- Adam, Adam Nimoy's yeah, his, his son. I uh, want Grizz. to see that. Oh, it's. It's it's really good. It's yeah. an hour and a half long, so it's not too lo- it's, not, it's not too bad. Um, emotional. Um, yeah. I, I may have cried at, at certain parts of it. It's uh, it's a really well done documentary, and uh, he he talks very openly about the the issues that his father had, and uh, the issues that they had the two of them yeah. uh, kind of butting heads against each other, and how they were actually estranged for a long oh, time. Really? Uh. But in like the, the very near past, um, kind of reconnected. Uh, after um, I, th- I think after his father got sick or he got sick, Some- somebody got sick, and then that kind of brought them back together. And then um, they kind of didn't leave each other's side since that. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, nice. Whatever that event was, and uh, and it's just really uh, ev- everyone, like all the other cast members, talk about what he brought to the cast and and what how, how wonderful he was to be around. Like it's it's really a love story to uh, to his Loving. dad and. It's it's very good. That's it's nice. a very good documentary. I would highly recommend yeah. that. Have any of you seen Viking Destiny by Jim? No, that's no. on the list. That's on my list. Is that's, it on the list? Yeah, it's not on my list. I've never even heard of it. It's on it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Framed for her father's murder, next Viking exiled Viking princess is guided by the god Odin as she prepares to return to her kingdom and reclaim the throne. And yeah. have you seen it? No, no. no it's on, okay. but it's on my list. No uh, glass. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the other the only actual movie. That we saw uh, that I've seen in theaters since uh, Ragnarok, I think. Yeah. No, I mean no, since uh, Bumblebee. Um, I haven't seen Bumblebee. Oh, whatever that uh, Aquaman. Since Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman. 
I have a question for you about Glass. Yeah. Did you see any of the trailers? I didn't. No, I I did. Unfortunately, yes. Yes. We were forced to watch at yes. Aquaman. We were yes, forced to watch the right. trailer for Glass, which basically gave away sixty five percent of the plot. I would yes. say. So, I, in fact, I didn't even know that uh, the movie Split was in this universe. I didn't realize that all three of those movies are now linked together in like kind of a trilogy. Yeah. All of that. Um, was kind of spoiled by watching this trailer. Yeah. Had I not known that, I would have got watched Split and the the twist ending at the end of Split, I wouldn't have seen coming. Nope. And that would have went me go, oh well, my God, I didn't. Oh. Well, also for me, because, okay, there's a bit of spoil. Well, not spoiler because the trailer gives it away. Yeah. You know that Mr. Glass from Unbreakable is here. Yes. But the way the movie, now this is a little bit of a spoiler for the movie, you don't see him like there. He's sort of not. You don't realize he's part of the movie for the first bit, even though you know because of the trailers he's going to be there. Well, it's called Glass. No, but you don't really. The way they're trying to build up in the movie, like when you first see, you don't see him. You just see his hand being held and stuff like that, right. and all this other stuff about this other patient. They don't say his name. They just call him the other patient. Yeah, but you know who he is, right? But it, it because been, the movie's called Glass. Yes, but it still would have been more tenseful or a better suspense if you didn't see the trailers with yeah. him sitting Ex- in the room with those two other guys. Except, you know, I'm kind of a dev here. They made absolute, absolutely no effort. Yeah, to hide it. Well, in the, publicity. Again, well, that's the problem at all to yeah. hide the fact that you know and, it's Samuel L. Jackson. He's playing Mr. Glass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then when you watch the movie, you're like, well, we know who that guy is. Like, it's no, like, why are you trying to build suspense around this guy by not showing his face or anything? We know who he is. That could very easily be a marketing issue. Like, uh, like that's the marketing team who's gone overboard and let uh, let out a little too much, uh, kind of ruining the Because, yeah, trailers are done by usually third party guys as well instead of. uh, But the thing is, is that after. The reveal in Split, which I haven't seen, but it is on Crave, so I'm planning on definitely seeing, watch it. Seeing it eventually. After the reveal in Split, you know you can't really revisit either um, the Beast, whatever his actual name is. I can't recall. No, they the they call him the Horde. No, no. Well, they they call him the Beast, but together they're all referred to as the, the Horde. Horde. Yes. Yeah. So you can't really revisit the Horde or. Um, Dennis is done without expecting Glass to show up yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but sometimes, but the thing is, like I said, you, you expect him at some point in time, but just because when the trailers were, like for the trailers, everyone said as well, going, oh, well, we know what's happening. Yeah, so, so, and if you haven't seen the trailer, this actually would be a spoiler, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go into detail about what they reveal, but they reveal, they reveal so much. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's way too much. Yeah. Um, so you're you're better off not having seen the trailer, but go see Glass. If you saw Unbreakable and loved Unbreakable, you don't even need to see Split, although it will help you if you do. Yes. Um, go see this movie. It's so well done. It's It really is possibly the best movie Shyamalan has ever done. Well, I was going to say, like this is a... Uh, and this a one r- has multiple twists in it, and none of which I saw coming. No, okay, like for, for superhero movies, like there's mm-hmm. different genres. Like there's the sure. um, Mystery Men, which is pretty much... There's no one has real power, really too many real powers, right? Yeah, they, they, they actually do, but they don't realize it until afterwards. Exactly. Right. Um, and the same for kick ass. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to be call themselves superheroes, but it's basically like dressed up vigilantes. Yeah, exactly. And glass and unbreakable and split. The opposite. They're all like they're, they are 
powerful, but they're not like co- real comic book heroes. Right. Uh, so it's interesting to but see. But they are definitely supermen. They're super exactly. They have. They actually do have real powers. Yeah. So I like how it's a superhero movie that's not gritty, mm-hmm. but more realistic. Right. Right. It, yeah. It's it's kind of crouched in realism. Yes. And and that's actually well done because it, it it is. And James McAvoy, like he should have been Oscar nominated for Split. Yeah. And he does again because. People are like, oh, he's just doing different voices, mannerisms. Like, no, yeah, no, he's, no, he carries no. them off. Yeah. Like, he completely he, changes his his entire body um, structure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like when he was the beast, oh, right. some, I'm sure some of it's CGI. Yeah, but there's a physical transformation. Well, like he's obviously mm-hmm. doing the I'm super hyper oxygenating myself and like and forcing my muscles up. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, he goes to a kid and his whole posture changes. Yeah, yeah. like it's not just. I'm talking differently. It's his whole mannerisms, his whole body his posture, demeanor. Every, his yeah. demeanor is in. I mean, I know it's not in one take, but it's still well done. Like he, well, mm. sometimes I'm sure it is done in one take because <laughs> you watch him as he transitions yes. from one to the other. It's not like they show him as one and they cut away and they show him as a different. He literally goes from one to the other, and you mm. watch him kind of shift into yeah. the other character, and it's so well done. Yeah. That that sort of acting has always impressed me. Yeah. And one of the best examples of it that I've ever seen was actually on, of all places, a talk show. And yeah, it was uh, Late Night with Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. and he had on as a guest Andy Serkis. Oh, yeah, Serkis, oh yes, yes, and yes. So, I mean, like, basically, Colbert has a sheet with some tweets from Donald Trump on it. Right. If you haven't seen this, oh, yeah. look it up on no, YouTube. No, I've seen it. Read, it's read, well, read well, Trump thinks as Spiegel yeah. and Gollum. So... Okay. He says, could you read these as Gollum? And Circus is going, sure, why not? And he hops up on the chair. Right. And the whole body language and everything <laughs> just changes in an instant. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, it's Gollum sitting there. I mean, like, if there's anything that makes the case that uh, – CGI has become just really, really unbelievable makeup effects. It's Andy Serkis. Right. Well, because the, the capture he, motion thing. He yes, did everything exactly. that, that, the that the character did in those movies. Yeah. He well, did that. Yep. The, yes, the rise, and it was just motion the capture. Ape, the, ape, the ape ones and all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, this is where also, um, what's his name? Uh, not James Gun- uh, Bradley, uh, James Gunn's brother uh, yeah. for Rock Raccoon. Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. He did Rocket Raccoon. Yep. Right, he was walking. He, he was on his well, not his. He was walking on his knees. Really? And yeah, they yeah. had stop motion. Yeah, he did. Okay. He was actually like crouched down in most of those positions. Yeah, Sean Gunn did Rocket physically, and Bradley Cooper did the voice. Yeah, yeah. and Rocket yeah. Raccoon is actually dead. The uh, the raccoon they used for like the drawing in that to draw what the raccoon would look like was oh, based on a died. real raccoon. Okay, Aww. he's ten years old and he passed away. Yeah, for shame. Yeah. They'll just have to go find another record. Yeah, so sure glass nearby. Definitely Amazing. on the Amazing. should see it list. Yeah. yeah so, but again, yeah, James McAvoy does a great. It's not stop motion, but it's just great. No, that's it's just him. Him, and he that's does a great shifting. job. And again, yeah, Shyamalan, because after uh, Unbreakable, he started going down like Lady of the Lake, The Village. Okay, the I happening. actually enjoyed Lady of the Lake, and I actually enjoyed Village too. I thought the Village but, was well done, but the twist you, was you stupid. can't really take them yeah. seriously, and the twist in Village was kind of. And then yeah. he did the the happening. The, oh, the happening no. was. Uh, but if, the thing is, if if you take this like a comedy, it fails because 
as a as a comedy takeoff of horror movies, it could have worked if they'd done a bit better job, right? Maybe. And then the elevator where you know, it's the devil in the elevator, and you can tell it's the devil because if your toast falls upside down and the jam hits the ground, it's seriously that's part of that's a line in the movie. I, I don't. One I don't of the guy's characters that. is like, "Oh, my grandma told me if <laughs> if the if the bread falls on there and the jam hits the ground, that means there's you know evil well, nearby." Well, I mean, like uh, okay. <laughs> your grandma's insane. There's, <laughs> a, there's, there's an old joke based around two things. One, if you drop a buttered piece of toast, it will always land with the butter oh, yeah. on the floor. Yep, yeah, well, that, that makes sense two, because it's heavier. And two, cats always land on their feet. Yep. So basically, the old joke goes: you oh, can yeah, make yeah. a perpetual motion <laughs> machine by basically plastering buttered toast on the back of a cat right. yep. and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll just constantly just keep <laughs> it'll spinning. constantly spin in midair yep. because neither one can land. land. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shyamalan does a good good version of this. Of course, he has to put him. Himself in the movie. No, yeah. but he always does it in such minor cameo roles that Except it, for that, a couple moves. Oh. that sometimes it's even completely unnoticeable. The happening and, is and the cool thing about this is it's actually a tie into the his same character in Unbreakable. Yes. And I, and he acknowledges the fact that he has appeared in both movies. Yes. And actually like because and, even and the, did, did the, a really the good son, job. The son from Unbreakable is the again the real the same actor. Oh yeah, yeah. They they got oh, the good. kid in his grown up form to play his son in the movie. It's so well done. Yeah. Go see this movie. One hundred percent. Well, I'm glad they did that because the relationship between Dennis and his son in Unbreakable is one of the absolute highlights of the film. Oh, absolutely! Like the whole scene where he's discovering just how strong he is, and the son and the son keeps helping him put the weights (laughs) on the bar until finally the bar bends. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. (laughs) You know that was and the whole scene where he's uh, after he's done his first bit of superheroing and he's in the kitchen talking and his wife is cooking and he's like puts the paper with, with his the, image and stuff on it towards the kid and he goes yeah, shh, yeah. don't tell her like that, that that they had such a uh, like an unspoken bond between the two of them but again they did like a really I said like it's a low burn superhero yeah, movie. yeah exactly you know? it, and, and much like the first one it is a low burn movie yeah but it builds up really well yeah uh, I think that's the, oh actually I actually have a question for you for sure. games have you played Alien Isolation. Yes. Oh, no. I don't think I have. That's, that's one where you're... I've watched playthroughs of it. Same here. And I'm going, wow, it looks really crazy, creepy, f- scary. So is this a new Alien No, no. Movie? It's been out for, it's it's for, been a, out for a long it's time. It's a game? It's a, it's a sequel. It's basically... It's, um, uh, is it based on the Aliens franchise? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's Ripley's daughter. Yes. And her story of trying to find her mother. Yeah. But she's on a okay. ship where, of course, guess what happens. Of course. Yes. But it's... The whole ship is dark. And then if, imagine like you're, you're watching in the dark and you have nothing else going on. And all of a sudden you hear this. And you're like, what, what was that? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I've been watching. Well, it's, 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 like, it's like not only do you have to worry about the aliens, but you got to worry about the freaking androids. Yes. Of course. Because the androids they always go, go they, mad. They, yeah, they exactly. always go crazy. And these, this isn't like, this, this is a completely different brand than from the original Aliens movie. This is yeah. sort of like the competitors. And theirs goes just as freaking yeah. nuts <laughs> but you, as the other ones. You're watching. You're like, okay, I could see playing this. If you get really into it, you would be freaking yeah, out. You, okay. you, you but, turn the lights off. You play this in the dark. You get immersed in it. Right. You're going to be like climbing the walls freaked out from yeah, this. I, I found that in the original Alien versus Predator. When you're playing as a Predator, your main opposition are the humans, which you're the stalker. And then sometimes you go up against the aliens and where you're just mad killing as many aliens as you can. But when you're playing as the humans, 
you're on board either a ship or you're in a space station or you're on a, a planet going through a mine. Yeah, and and like, you have your uh, your uh, range finder. Yes, flipping in the corner, all of a sudden it digs, and you yeah. start freaking. You out. get you have yeah. they, had, God, they had that in this movie too. Yeah. Didn't, well, in this game too, because you um, have the range finder. The range finder. Yeah. Yeah. I think iconic. you probably watched oh, yeah. so- Soviet Womble, right? Yes, because he's, yeah. he's going on. You see the blip, and all of a sudden you hear him. No, 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 no. And it's like you see him looking around trying to find a place to hide. And he sees it blip, and he's like, Oh no, 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 no. Go, go, go. Closes the closet door. Okay, so my question is, what type of game is this it's a horror it's a horror game it's supposed yeah, to be but, a horror but game. you're playing as a regular person trying to survive you're, so it's you're like playing a survival as ripley's game. daughter yeah it's, okay. a yes. it's a survival so, game. so you don't have weapons you no. manufacture weapons you, but you mostly go through this game trust stuff. trying to avoid yeah. okay. it's a survival the game there's clues you're supposed to pick up and find okay. and, in, in, in fact the um <clears throat> the problem with the game um was that the ai the ai that controls the alien was was so overdeveloped mm-hmm. and smart that like it had it followed algorithms, and they actually had to try to distract the AI from finding you, or it would get you every single really? time. Well, it was a, yeah. it was okay. a very smart AI. So so it would come along or whatever, and then the game would be like, it's getting too close, and it would cause a distraction somewhere else. Okay, on purpose. It, and the AI would take off to go over there. That would give you your opportunity. Right. And if you didn't take it, you're dead. You're fucked. <laughs> but they actually made the alien. Too, like they made it too smart. Too, right. too, well, no, too good. Yeah. It's a true hunter. Right. I'm oh smelling God. you. I'm sensing you. Right. I'm tracking you down. Because right. it's a small ship. Yeah. I will find you. Yeah. Oh wait, that's a little too good. It would be yeah. They had to. They had to dumb it down. They had to. They had to put in a handicap for it yeah. because it was too good at finding. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Man, his his girly screams when he gets killed. Because <laughs> <laughs> he turns around all of a sudden, like there's the alien. Yeah, yeah, like, you see right like, there. His mouth launching at you, and it's like right. ah. <laughs> so, so Paul, you've created a monster. Is what you're saying? I know. Is what we're saying. Yeah. You never should have told Pat about this guy. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm watching that stuff, but it's the alien, the isolation one. Like I said, if I was to like, if you want a horror t- survival type game, mm-hmm. that's it. Because okay. you're you're limited where you can go and how much you can do, and it's you have to survive. Right. It's not like you get like, oh, yeah. I've got all these guns. I can start doing this. Is like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't. Uh, you go hunting. The I think. You they did they get weapons? No, because you, you, you can get a couple small things. You you make devices that you can use to distract yeah. or fend off the F- thing. Yeah, you never can't you never go about killing it. Right. No. Right. But you can just try the only thing the only weapons you really get is to defend yourself against the stupid androids. Yeah. Because they're they're just a they're they're stupid. They're not as smart as the alien, but yeah. They are just as deadly. Yeah, and so, they're dedicated. And they're dedicated. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. And, um, but no, I tried to ask you about yeah. that one if you've seen it, because I, th- I think you would like that sort of game, because it's, a, again, the survival oh, yeah. horror factor, but ramped up to, like... And it looks really yeah, good. Yeah, it does. It has really nice... Uh, the graphics but are definitely really nice. Watch yeah. at night. When no one's around. Oh yeah, headphones in the dark. On. Right. So that when, the Jen, comes, oh when Jen God, comes up yeah. to touch you later on at night, you'll scream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's what we want. That's right. <laughs> or actually, oh. when Badger jumps up in your lap, you'll just. And if you <laughs> He's gonna be hanging from the ceiling when you throw him. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, just before we hit section two, sure. I did want to mention uh, two TV shows. Okay. Uh, I've started trying to get caught up on Star Trek Discovery season one. I'm mm. enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I really like it. Just, I just reached the Mirror Universe, and the fact mm. that the oh so cute, oh so funny 
Tilly? Ensign, Tilly? T- yeah. yeah. Turns yeah. out to be like the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the counterpart of the deadliest starship captain <laughs> yeah. in the you know Earth Empire. I find that complete opposite to how she it is was, in this it was, reality. It was, it was gr- it's so far it's been yeah. great. I'm only one episode into that. The well, other, uh, at one point she does end up trying to impersonate yeah. this, uh, this captain and that's a very funny transition to watching her try to uh, act. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing, I'm so seeing good. that already like, yeah. talking with another ship. Right. Yeah. Um, the other one is uh, there's a new show out. It's called Deadly Class. It's uh, oh, yeah, sci-fi. The, the, the Assassins or yeah, something? It's yeah. based on a long-running comic book series by Rick Remender. And uh, so far, I'm enjoying it. Okay. Um, it's a period piece. It's set in the 80s. Yeah, the, the um, teacher plays... Um, the headmaster uh, is Benedict Wong, who plays yeah. Wong in, on Doctor uh, Strange. Doctor Strange. And... Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Oh, yes. The librarian, the guy in charge of the library. Yep. Dwayne, have you ever watched How It oh, Should Have yeah. Ended? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever watched How It Should Have Ended? Sometimes. They have I one for the new it. Infinity War one, Infinity War one. You would like it because Wong is how it really should have ended. Wong's the hero in the end. Yep. <laughs> he, he, he shows up and just chops up the arm. We're done. <laughs> yeah, yep. really. Yep. Wong! <laughs> but, but, yeah. That's but what uh, Thor should have done with his fucking hammer axe. Yes. Well, Sorry. I mean, like, Let's let's be fair to Thor, okay? A wound like what yeah. he did, the fact that Thanos was able to put a current thought together to use the gauntlet is amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Not many people can get impaled by the Axo Doom <laughs> and still manage to do anything. Yeah. So, you know, credit where credit is due. Yeah, but I mean they unless you know comic books or whatever, you don't know the significance of that weapon. No. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a crazy giant axe yeah. hammer that Thor is using to replace Mjolnir. That's right. But yeah. You know also, about Mjolnir. Yeah. So if this but, is even better than Mjolnir. Yeah. Infinity yeah. War did do a good job in establishing just how badass this new axe is supposed to be yeah. because yeah, Thor it, and Rocket and Groot show up out of nowhere and then all of a sudden Thor is cutting a swath yeah. like yeah. 500 meters wide well, the fact that the, the weapon guys. the weapon can simulate the bifrost yeah it's like um okay cuz that's like all of asgard powers the bifrost <laughs> well it's yeah. like hello my axe can do that well no it's also <laughs> what they call the dark magic yeah yeah uh, cuz remember that's how cuz remember at the end of avengers they had to use dark magic to get back or how no in uh, how much dark magic did brought your did oh, father yeah, have yeah, to, to use to, to conjure get, up to, to yeah to conjure yeah. you up to get him here yeah but, um, but yeah one of the things I did enjoy about Infinity War just on an aside is the fact that they got the guy from Game of Thrones to play Eitri the dwarf yeah and yes. it turns yeah. out that dwarfs in this version of Marvel are giants are huge yeah. yes yeah but still dwarf <laughs> I watched I watched a whole yeah. video on that I just yeah. thought it was so ironic Peter Dinklage yeah he doesn't yeah, Peter Dinklage yeah. Yeah. I was I was blocking on the name yeah but yeah so anyways. Um, Deadly class, not bad. It is sci-fi in the states. The amount of f bombs is surprising <laughs> for a sci-fi show. Yeah, but um, for the most part, it's it's uh, been good so far. I'm going to stick with it for a little bit. Okay. How long? I don't know, but we'll see. Anyways, are we ready to move on to second news? Le- There's actually segment two. No, because okay, you ruined <laughs> you ruined it. Because I was going to say that I, would, uh, I actually found out that MGM is 
possibly in the works for making a new Stargate series. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So this now, is be a is news and rumor? Yes. Is this a, so now we're moving on to segment two. Are we moving on to segment two? I thought we were already no, there. No, that's why no, I popped news. the next can. Oh. I popped the next can. And okay, rumors. good good timing then. So, if, Paul, you can go first then, since you obviously... Um, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know that they were in talks with uh, Brad Wright. Is it Brad Wright? Yeah. Yeah. Brad, Brad Wright was one of the uh, he was like they did guys. MGM did this whole thing with Star Tra- Stargate Origins, which was supposed to be a prequel to the original 1999 movie, Web 1990, series. 1994 movie, web series, right? Yes, um, yeah. and then it was moved to uh, a streaming. It was it was released uh, in its entirety on a on a very specific streaming um, thing, and only in digital comic. Com- you know, format. Okay. So um, I, I haven't seen it. I really, really want to see it, but I'm not sure how to go about getting it. Yeah. I got to say, I'm of mixed feelings there. I can understand, like, the, the possibilities with Stargate are so large. Yeah. I can understand why they'd want to go back there, but well, it's I was... Their, it's, it's the only franchise that they really have, and it's it was a very popular franchise. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I really, really enjoyed all of the Stargate franchises, uh, SG-1, Atlantis, um, even Stargate Universe, although it was completely different tonally and everything. I really liked Stargate Universe, and I really disliked that they ended it all on a massive cliffhanger. Well, there was a whole reason behind that, and it wasn't like they didn't didn't want to continue it. It's just that MGM went through a, a controlled bankruptcy, and the people that had sci-fi and everything who had wanted to carry it on suddenly had no contacts at MGM because they were all gone. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, that's why it just kind of died because of that, that whole bankruptcy thing. And when they did Stargate origins, um, they, 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 for some reason wanted to distance themselves from anything that Brad Wright had done, any Stargate SG one, any Atlantis, any universe. They, they wanted to, Distance yeah. themselves. They since had a reversal, yeah. and they want to kind of tie everything back together. <laughs> okay, maybe, so, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Oh, right, we can tie yeah. it all together, right? Well, I hope they. I hope they'll involve Joseph Malazzi. Um, Malazzi, by yeah. the way, is the guy behind um, Dark Matter. Loved Dark Matter. So, uh, Brad Wright was involved with that too, wasn't he? Um, I think he was. I think he was just like executive producer role. Yeah, I but don't that's think still, he was much still, of the day to day. No, but that is but, still part uh, of it. Yeah. Oh, um, The Expanse. Great TV show based on an excellent book uh, series. And it's now on uh, Prime. It is, it is on yes. Prime. And they're continuing the series past yeah. season three Good. on Prime. Because I, yeah. I was like. The, 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 fun, the fun thing about that is that apparently Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, is a fan. And like. Prime was negotiating to carry on the expanse. Mm-hmm. And apparently at one point Bezos uh, got in touch with the guys doing the negotiations. He's gone, so can I announce this? I'd like to announce this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jeff Bezos himself announced that Amazon Prime was continuing the expanse. Gotcha. Yes, that, yeah. that that was a while ago though that, that yeah. came yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, well, because yeah. I haven't watched my Prime for a while. So yeah. I was like, oh, last night I was like, oh, let's, what's going on? Let's, oh, let's go back to yeah. American Gods. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, The Expanse. What? Like, hey, uh, how is American Gods? I read the book. I really like the book. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a slow start. Yeah. But it gets... As is it, the book. Yeah. But it gets... It's, I'm getting to the parts now where uh, Shadow 
starts realizing there's weird stuff going on. I was like, was that was that was that real? What just mm. happened? Is that is that real? Well, it's real as anything else. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? What? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, you know, like when you know gods yeah. start doing stuff, but they're not god gods. Like, yeah, they're it, they're not overt about it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's very very subtle. You know, and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Because Wednesday's based on you know Odin, well the American version of Odin. Yeah, you read it. Yeah, it's the expense. It, no, the yeah, American, no, God. American, American Gods, Gods by Gaiman. Neil Gaiman, yes. One of the things um, I love about my Kobo. See, <laughs> I read the book. Yeah, awesome, amazing. Have you read the uh, follow up to it called Anansi's Boys? No, that's another that one. I want. That is so good. Yeah, I might actually like that better than American Gun Gods. Gods. Um, see, because the so the show is I recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's on it's on uh, Prime and uh, Ian McShane. Is Wednesday okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, McShane is awesome. He's great. Uh, so I like it. I'm, I'm hoping now that they they do have more coming up and okay. uh, and, and follow up with the Nazis boys as yeah. well because uh, those are good series. Yeah. And yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Game and Sandman as a show. That would be interesting. But it's it's if you want to talk uh, weird metaphysical I sort don't. of stuff, is but but I, with, with I CGI the way it is today, or even animated, yeah, it could be quite good. Yeah. yeah. I think Sandman is one of those cases where it's best in the original, like, actual comic book format. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. It used the medium very, very well. Speaking of Gaiman and Prime, I may actually end up ponying up for a year of Prime because... um, What? Oh, for crying out loud. Good Omens is coming out on Prime soon. I can't remember exactly when, but oh man, am I looking forward to that. Okay. Have you ever read Good Omens? I have not. Neil Gaiman, Terry Pratchett. And oh, I love oh Terry my Pratchett. God, it is funny. <laughs> it is one of the funniest books I have ever read in my lifetime. It is incredible. I think it's actually there. I saw something. New there day. are previews. Previews, that's what there it is, are, yes. Yeah, there's behind the scenes, featurettes have come out and everything. But it's... Um, David Tennant, and uh, oh, well, I'm gonna see it just because David Tennant, the uh, <laughs> the guy who plays, um, he was Ever K. Ross in Black Panther, Martin Goodman or something. He's Doctor Watson. Oh, um, uh, Martin Martin Freeman. Freeman, thank you. Thank yes, you. he's he. Uh, more reason for me to watch this. Yeah, so those are the two lead guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Crowley and Azrael. The two lead guys, um, and Gaiman himself was the showrunner, hmm. and he and he says, "I am never going to do this again." Okay, I've added it to sh- my Audible wish list because of the sheer amount of work that it was. He loved every bit of it, but the sheer amount of work was just incredible, and that. And so, um, oh, so yes. yeah. So basically, Good Omens came about. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty old book. It's about twenty years old or mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, original and release date. Knew uh, each other. Oh nine. Knew each other peripherally, and apparently, at one point, they were talking, and Pratchett was all, "We should work together on something." And Gaiman was basically, "Well, this is like Michelangelo asking you if you'd like to help paint the Sistine Chapel." <laughs> so the only answer at that point is, "Yes." And oh, it. Um, I think I have that on the Kobo as well. Good Omens is just, just fantastic. Hmm. And with Gaiman basically behind all of it, 
and the cast that they put together and everything. Um, it's going to be a six-part limited series. Uh, Got to give British television tradition credit. Yeah. They know how to tell a complete story within and six stop. Yeah. I mean, that's um, the issue sometimes with the Netflix Marvel yeah. ones. It, it drags. Yep. It is a BBC co-production. Mm -hmm. BBC has the rights in England. Uh, Prime basically has the rights in the rest of the world. Um <laughs> uh, and stuff and oh I'm looking forward to that well, I was going to say Andy Serkis and uh, Martin Freeman in Black Panther is sort of yeah a the Tolkien white guys yes well yeah. it's like it's, hey well look it's the Hobbit again yep. <laughs> with, Somewhat, yeah without any of the makeup yeah well that was I, I did really like that they never um, really interacted Serkis is brilliant really at the motion capture yes. and stuff like that but it is really kind of interesting when he gets a chance to actually just be present Yes. on the screen. Yeah. Another guy who doesn't get a lot of chances to do that is Doug Jones, who's currently playing Saru on Star Trek Discovery mm. and is best known for collaborating with Guillermo del Toro on just about everything. Mm. <laughs> um, that, I mean, like, they didn't even let him uh, do the voice of Abe Sapien in the first Hellboy. But uh, he did get to do, the, do it in the second one. And there is now, well, news and rumors, there's a third, sorry, not a third there's Hellboy. a new Hellboy. A new a Hellboy. reboot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I follow Ron Perlman yes, on, on social media. So do I. I, I love Perl him. Perlman is grumpy. Yes. <laughs> but he's very, very funny. Yes. And he has not commented very much on the new Hellboy except no. to basically just like... Once he's been a little well, bit... Near. I, I, he's been, he's I, been a little busy... Just with current events, let's just say. Well, no, I, I, saw, an, political I saw an interview, I saw an yeah. interview with him about, about the Hellboy. Yeah. And they wanted to have him sit down with the new, the, the guy that's playing the new one yeah. and sort of like have, have, a, have a sit down, have a meal, sort of pass the torch, if you will. Yeah. And he was sort of, okay, kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he wasn't opposed to the idea, but he wasn't super thrilled by it either. Yeah. Well, you know? He's, he's so, gone on record many times. He wasn't done. No, he no. he didn't. He, he, he didn't want to give it up. Done with the play. No. with the character. No, it was supposed and to be three movies, and it he never. Wa he, yeah, he was. He really wanted like things to come together, and Guillermo to do the third to, one. Do the thing. Yep. Third one. And, and these things happen, unfortunately. And it's well, it's it's same for me. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger has said, he's never going to do another Conan movie. Right. Which is unfortunate because yeah. he is now perfect age to do Conan, Conan the, the King. King. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which would which would finish the whole cycle off really well. I mean, if he's willing to do the Expendables, come on, dude, do Conan. I mean, yeah, but he wasn't a main character in the Expendables. He was, he was sort of a, a, a secondary character. I know. Well, the Expendables he doesn't want to be the main character anymore. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't blame him. He's Except for Terminator. He keeps doing Terminator. Yeah. Like if he's willing to do Terminator yeah, again. Yeah, but they CGI'd most of that. He wasn't. Yeah. But still, well, if, he, if he's willing to do Terminator again, do Conan again. He still wasn't the main character in Terminator, though. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, anyways, we went. Well, we're going back field, and forth now. We're yeah. any, any, any other news and rumors? Uh, so, um, I do have a news and rumor. And let me just get to it. Uh, we, we, need a, we need a music theme for news and rumors. Uh, <laughs> we don't. Yes, we do. We yeah. actually don't. That's um, more, more editing. I would say this went to a poll, that. but the last time we did a poll, we had one per, for next um, review of the clones. We had one vote. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> one. <laughs> well, did, was that the one we picked, though? Well, it's going to be the thing. 
I, I had it up um, a second ago, but I seem to have lost it because you got me all uh, distracted by talking about Good Omens. Uh, I've, I've just picked it up in audiobook format, downloaded it. Nice. I'm in the middle of downloading it right now. Um, uh, we were talking last week about The Last Starfighter. The guy, oh, yes. The, the person who wrote the screenplay for um, um, Ready Player One. Yes. Has already teamed up with the author or the the guy who did the screenplay for Last Starfighter, working on the reboot of Last Starfighter. But see, I don't see it. Does it, does it really need a reboot? I, 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 I could I could see it, it. It still definitely stands up. Yes. But the CGI is so horrible. Oh, it is. It oh, is. Yeah. It's like terrible. it's so. It, it was made in 1984. It was, it was like original Tron. Right. Quality. Exactly. It's the CGI is. So bad. It, it's it, so primitive. It is. It is one of those cases where it was unbelievable for its At time. time. Yeah, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. But yes. now, thirty-five no. years later, doesn't yeah. age well. <laughs> I, I, they don't. They don't even have to reboot it. No. They could just show him as the person kind of leading the next wave, training the next yeah, really, line yeah. of troops. Yeah, kind I'm of sure, what I'm they're sure, doing I'm, with. I'm um, sure Top Lance Gun. Guest yeah. would be thrilled. Oh, yeah, Unfortunately, yeah, the guy's career hasn't really. Done much no. over the last thirty years or no, so, but but he he's he's been concentrating on a lot of other things. He's become a director. He's done a lot of work on uh, on the stage, um, uh, uh, Broadway and off Broadway. Yep. So he's he's kind of, yeah. he's happy with where his career's gone. Yep. Uh, but he's totally in favor of doing a uh, a reboot. You know, if he gets to reprise his character. Yeah. Oh I really? Would, I would, yeah. I would, I would, would like he that. be the old? Th- would yeah, he, he be the old grizzled be, veteran? Yeah. Hand it over to the yeah. new guy. Okay, yeah. I saw him. On a Disney film, okay. like ten years back or so, playing an alien, and I was impressed at how well he did with it. Yeah, he's yeah, a good actor. He's a good actor. Well, it's 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 interesting because like, the nostalgia kick is still going on. Yeah, right? it's like anything. Like that's why we were talking the other day at the movie Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. right? It's great because it's nostalgia. Yep. Also, the remake uh, with Jaden Smith didn't do that it was well. Horrible, you know. And and it's interesting because uh-huh. the Cobra Kai they went. Well, what if that whole thing where Danny was the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Johnny was the misunderstood, you know, guy who just got put in the wrong situation. Because mm-hmm. okay? Danny, Daniel did cheat. He did. Uh, but at the same time, they did almost kill him. Well, yeah, no, but I, I know, but it's just one of those ones where. Like, like driving him off the. the not bridge, but whatever that was um, on their bikes when they're chasing yes. him. That was attempted murder. Oh. I it was know. attempted murder. I, I know, but it was—it's interesting. Like, have you seen yeah. it? I haven't seen any uh, of Corbin Kai yet. It's—it's—it's it's, it's good because again, they get the same same actors. Yeah, and but it's also redemption for both sides. Sure, right? Because um, Danny Daniel's now a successful businessman and all this or stuff, but he's still not connecting with his family because mm-hmm. he, he tries to go overboard with what he does for them, and they are disconnected from him. Whereas Johnny's now the the failed guy of like looking back of the the. The glory he, years. He's the Al Bundy. Yeah, the glory years. Yep. Well, he's not quite Al Bundy. He's a bit better. He's actually better than Al Bundy. No, no, in that he was once great, a, yes. a once great athlete, and then now he shell shoots. And but then he, he starts to go past what there was right. to go. No, wait, I'm. I still have time to make my future. Sure. Um, so he starts the the the, the, the Cobra Kai events again. And if you think too many shows nowadays are PC. You should watch Johnny. Johnny is not PC at no, all. No. Um, but Every, some of the stuff... Everything I've read basically is like they do not shy away from showing you this guy's flaws 
And boy, does he have a lot of fun. Well, he does, but it's also interesting because like he, he's like he's got the '80s mentality still, where it's like I'm not. Even though I'm insulting you, it's not because I don't like you, right? It, and that's where a lot of people nowadays don't understand. It's like, okay, back in the '80s when they said that sort of stuff, yes, it's not appropriate now. It's called busting balls. But that was it, right? And that's yeah. and that's I, how he yeah. that's how his whole upbringing was, right. right? That's how it was, and that's what defined him as a character. So. But it's interesting because in the, sh- the show, there is redemption where he starts to realize, oh, wait, no, this may, this may be too much. <laughs> right? Because he, he gets that point where he's like, well, that's how I was brought up. That's mm-hmm. how I was trained. And that's how I lived my life. But he realizes the point is like, maybe that's not the right way after all. Yeah, maybe it's not appropriate. Yeah. So that's where I like, it's like, yes, he's, he's a flawed character, but he starts to realize where some of his flaws are and the stuff that he's done before is like, oh, maybe I, it, I'm wrong. And I, I like, so I'm waiting for season two because, you know, where the, the growth will go. And that's where I like you to take a flawed character and you, you do the, oh, yeah, maybe I'm not the right guy here. Uh, you know? By the way, just to mention, um, the Karate Kid remake with uh, Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. Yeah is actually the most successful film in the franchise. Um, made yeah, over 300... It, just sorry, because it makes money, though, doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. It Avatar made, made a lot of yeah. money, and it's shit. Yeah. It made $359 million. But it's also not karate. Mm. It can't be called the Karate Kid. Yes, I know. Because he's learning Trust. Kung Fu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's learning Kung Fu. Yes. It's not... But anyways, I'm just, I'm just saying... <laughs> You have a it, Japanese guy teaching a kid karate because yeah. karate is Japanese, and now you have an other kid learning kung fu by a Chinese guy. Yes. Can't, mm, sorry. Rant, uh, rant over. Anyways, rant over. it actually did do really well. Why they never did a sequel to it, I'm not sure. But financially, I mean, like, you know, Sony must have been wanting to make one because the money was there. <laughs> but they never did. Yeah, because it wasn't a good Jaden movie. Jaden Smith is now way too old. But, uh, I'm sure he doesn't think so. Yeah. He needs but, everything he can get. Yeah. Oh, come on. After Earth was such a great... <laughs> After Earth wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. But it was at least... Uh, I-, I could stand it. Uh, you know how long it took me to watch that movie? Oh, yeah. I watched it in, th- in three separate chunks. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's... But, it, was, but, it was difficult. But, but well, I didn't hate it. Will Smith completely wouldn't. And the aliens were, what the fuck were those? Like, oh, for God's <laughs> sakes, the aliens were. So they actually weren't the real aliens. They were aliens. Another alien race made these ones to hunt the humans, but they're blind and can only go. It checks out. He'll go up with fear. That's right. And somehow humans have to get close to them to kill them with swords because. Listen, it checks out. Don't we have guns? No, it Gun, checks guns. out. Don't we have guns? Well, I don't care if they're haven't afraid of... We, haven't we mastered the ability of killing at a distance? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. What? Yeah. what? Oh, I should be afraid of it, but it's five kilometers away. <laughs> yeah, I'm not afraid anymore. Or, 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 like, or like, huh. Oh, yes. In a ballistic cru- cruise missile. Yes. <laughs> it's like... I'm, I'm sitting in my home in my remote control control. It's, 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 like, it's like, let's pilot the drone. Yeah. Oh, there's the laser targeting. Let's yeah. fire that rocket. And <laughs> yeah. Are you afraid of it? Well, no, it's just like it's, a video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, 
Because at least, uh, like, yeah. So that that's, yeah, plot holes, just oh, well. just a few. Yeah, it was just well, it was just bad writing, and that was also Shamala. Yeah, was it really? Yeah, he was a writer for it. He didn't okay. direct it. Oh, but it wasn't his movie. Okay, no, that, that was a Will Smith. That was a Will Smith movie. Yeah, it sure look, was. Look, look, my son can act. Hello, can I'm he? Here. He sure can. So now all of a sudden, our weather it freezes every night, but then warms up every day. That happens in Ottawa. No, it doesn't go to minus something at night, uh, and then pl- every single not, day. Not every day, but it does every happen. Every single day, but it does happen. Yeah. Um, so any, uh, well, like I said, for news, I don't have too much more besides, you know, like. Uh, that's actually all I have. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a few things. Yep. So, um, Ottawa Comic Con is starting up their uh, guest uh, announcements, and that uh, nothing too exciting. Like for me, just yet. Although uh, John Barrowman um, is uh, coming, so that will be entertaining. Uh, Captain Jack from yep. Doctor Who and Torchwood, mm-hmm. and Malcolm Marilyn from the Arrowverse stuff. Um, Jennifer Morrison is the other big uh, media guest announced uh, from Once Upon a Time and House. Once upon a time, apparently, um, on the on that on the comic book side, uh, Mike Zack has been announced. He's an artist who done a lot for Marvel over the years, uh, particularly Punisher, Captain America, that sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to see where things go from there because they've only they've only just started, uh, and that uh, they have not opened up. Uh, the media applications yet, so I'm keeping an eye on that for whenever they. Wait, but it's in like oh, I suppose May. it's in May. It's in May. Yeah, uh, May tenth through twelfth. So, I believe last year they'd opened up the applications by mid-February. So mm-hmm. we'll see about that. Um, uh, on the television side of things, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but the trailer for. DC Universe's next show, uh, Doom Patrol, has yes. dropped. So that looks to be interesting. That was interesting because the Titan, the t- Titans, because the mm-hmm. Titans. It, the yeah, it is explicitly in the same universe as Titans. Titans. Yep. So, uh, so which I that, liked. I, I liked. Uh, it. Appar- I, apparently, the reviews I'm seeing so far is that it is uh, fairly lighthearted. Which is definitely a tonal shift from Titans from everything I've heard. Uh, well, yeah, Titans is is the still the gritty sort of thing, but they do have some comedy in in Titans, so it's not the full grittiness. Um, well, that's good. And I will okay. get around to seeing it someday. Well, remember that when you saw the trailers with Robin saying, Fuck "Yeah, Batman? I realized that it's completely out of context." Yes. And once it's back in context, it works a lot better. It, it does, yeah. Because I was, I was like, "Well, why would you say that?" But then once I watched the show where they have it, it's like, okay. Now it makes sense. But again, it's like where the trailer pops in. So now you're like, just go for the shock value. I have one news thing for uh, Warmer 40K. Okay. Devram, Abaddon has a new model coming out. Okay. You know who Abaddon is, right? I know the, Abaddon. The spoiler is yes, I know him very well. The leader. Is, so, but the way they do the, tra- the, the, the video for it, mm-hmm. it starts off the new Primaris Lieutenant. You didn't know you needed. Now dropping. And it's the Primaris model on the ground 
with his chest broken open with Abaddon's <laughs> foot on top of it okay. as he's standing over top of him. It's like, they did it so well. It's like the new ultra, the primary lieutenant you didn't know you need, now coming. And then it's like, yeah. They, they cut to it. It's like, oh, he's on the, wait, he's on the. Oh, sorry. I, that is incredibly <laughs> unprofessional. Patrick. I thought I had turned it off. I apologize. Incredibly so anyways, unprofessional. They, they did the, the trailer really well for the new <clears throat> Abaddon model coming out where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Here's a new uh, Primaris Marine who's dead under the <laughs> feet of Abaddon because he hasn't had a model update since he first came yeah, out. Yeah, he's very And old. it's old and uh, it needs to be updated. So he looks amazing. Cool. Sorry, that's it, Dwayne. Yeah. So I've got one more thing that I was wanting to talk about in news and stuff. Um, the nomination list for the Canadian Screen Awards has uh, been put out. Uh, the Canadian Screen Awards being basically a combination of, uh, if you think about the States, the Academy Awards, and the Emmys. Okay. Um, it covers Canadian film and TV. Now, there's not much of interest on the film side um, from our perspective. But there's an awful lot of genre TV that is filmed in Canada, mm-hmm. and a lot of them qualify as Canadian productions oh. because of the sheer amount of Canadian talent involved. And so genre TV is actually really well represented at the CSAs this year. Um, in the lead actor categories, uh, Aaron Ashmore from Killjoys mm. is nominated for Killjoys. And Melanie Scrofano is nominated for her lead role in Winona Earp. Okay. And Winona Earp is actually nominated as Best Drama Series. Oh, nice. So that's... I watched the first season. I never got around to watching season two. I love Winona Earp. I've currently got pretty much all of uh, season three, I think it is, on my PVR. I just haven't got around around to watching watching it. But I, I want to. It's just... Oh, finding the time. Yeah. Do I have a question for you? Yeah. Is Supernatural on Crave now? Uh, probably. Because it got out, taken off Netflix, unfortunately. And I'm like, but I wanted to watch some more. Wait, when did it get taken off, off of uh, Netflix? Year. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I watched a lot, like at least three seasons. Yeah, they have a, up to season 11. Oh, okay. And then, then all of a sudden, like, where'd season 12 hmm. go? Yeah. And it's gone. Uh, but see, the Supernatural is picked up for another season again. So that'll be th- 13 yeah. or 14? Uh, 15, 15. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. They yeah. just aired, and it's fitting for news and rumors, in the news section, last Thursday night they aired the 300th episode yes. of Supernatural. Yep. It's, so. so, yeah, it's been picked up for yet another year. And you're going, how? But it works. Like The, the, the chemistry between those actors mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, for news and rumors, Birds of Prey is actually going to be going forward. Oh, Jesus. No, no. It, I have no interest in this movie. Really? And I liked Su- uh, Suicide Squad. Well, I liked parts of Suicide Squad. Yeah, why don't you have an interest in Birds of Prey? Because the Birds of Prey that I know is Bat, uh, Batwoman after nope. she's paralyzed. Batgirl. As, Batgirl. After she's paralyzed as uh, Watchtower. Um, Oracle. 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 Um, and then... The other two are Catwoman, Catwoman, and someone else. Um, no, um, anyway, Birds it was, of Prey are Oracle, show. Huntress, and Black Canary. Yeah, Huntress and Black Canary. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and since they haven't actually brought in like it, Black Canary, would be interesting to see how they if they actually bring her in. Right. Um, but 
there's not too much more in Birds of Prey besides that Margot Kidder has not Margot. Yeah, Margot Kidder, but she like she signed um, up for it and stuff like that. So, uh, not Margot. Kidder. Not Margot Kidder. No, it's not Superman. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, no. Um, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yes. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Sorry. Now, myself, um, I was a fan of the comics. Birds of Prey was a fantastic series, mm-hmm. particularly uh, written when written by Gail Simone, yeah. who's well, had some amazing runs on a number of different properties. Well, it's also because they, they kept the, what happened in The Killing Joke where Barbara Gordon got paralyzed. Mm-hmm. It continued forward. Mm-hmm. And she... Yeah. yeah. And to quickly answer... For your, a new, uh, new role. Yeah. Yep. To quickly answer your question, Supernatural is not available on Crave. Ah, damn. All right. I have to find it somewhere. Um, but other news and stuff is Devermeyer. Yeah, I'll be able to find it. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, d- don't forget in March, Devermeyer are going to Depticon. Yeah, I think everyone knows. Yeah, <laughs> just making sure. Talk about. But it. now yeah. we're we're flying there instead. Yeah, yeah. We we we've uh, because no one else is coming along for the ride. It's just gonna be the two of us. Uh, we decided to cut twelve or ten hours out of our, <laughs> out of our trip and just go fly there instead. Yeah, um, and don't forget also the Canadian Tabletop Championship will be in uh, May for, three, four, five. Yep, just before the Comic Con, and all of us will be there. We will have our new table hopefully as well. You'll uh, have the table. The, the, the table, not a, just a table. It's the table. And potentially a banner to go along with and it a ba- as well. Potentially a It'll banner as well. unveiling. Our, ooh, ooh mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Our unveiling. Or not. Um, so should we move to segment? No, I have one. Oh. It kind of fits into news and rumors because it's about the upcoming uh, Captain Marvel movie. Oh, right. So Captain Marvel movie, uh, they t- I, I, I caught a bit of the trailer as I was exiting the movie theater <gasps> the last time I was in the movie theater. Poor you. Because I, I wanted to skip any I know. trailers. Yep. Um, they mentioned that she's a Kree. Yes. And that her arch enemy are the Skrulls. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she's a Kree, but in, and, and again, they, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And the, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe aren't really connected any longer, but for a time they were. The Kree play a major part in the, uh, the, the last season I know of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where they basically have taken over and captured all the humans, and they're uh, keeping them as slaves and slave labor, basically. The Kree are giants. In comparison to a human, they stand a good head and shoulders taller than a regular human. Captain Marvel's a tiny little um, Okay, well, it depends on... Uh, I haven't fuck? seen... I, Kree are blue. Okay, I haven't seen yeah. the Agents of All S.H.I.E.L.D. this thing. is plot points that you will find out a lot more about in and the Kree, film. And Kree okay. aren't, aren't just blue. They're also pink as well. But uh, also, uh, hold on. They've never mentioned pink Kree. Uh, the only mention of Kree that we've seen in the movie so far, in the cinematic universe so far, are... Or not even cinematic universe in the TV universe are the blue Kree. Oh, well, the thing, yes. okay. Originally, Captain Marvel is not a Kree. She's Carol Danvers, who was with the Air Force, mm-hmm. who knew Wolverine in the X Men. Okay. Uh, who had some powers as Miss Marvel, which Rogue sucked dry to get her powers and almost killed her, put her in a coma. And then. Carol Danvers got manipulated and messed up with by the um, the brood, the brood, which turned her into Binary, who was an insanely powerful. Yeah, this, super. This, this was all Chris Claremont. Uh, Claremont did a lot of the original Miss Marvel comics, yes, okay. and then made her a rehabilitation project after the whole Rogue thing because yes. 
he really wasn't happy about that. Yeah. And Wait, Carol, turned her into a... Carol Danvers. Okay. So Carol Danvers got some powers um, called Miss Marvel. Right. Her and Rogue fought. Mm-hmm. Rogue almost killed her because she Rogue can absorb powers, right? Yep. So she absorbed everything from Carol Danvers. So Miss Marvel was pretty much gone. Okay. Um, and then she was an X-Man like with Wolverine and stuff like that. So she got involved with them. And then they went to the Brood, which is basically an alien takeoff for Marvel. Imagine As aliens. Alien James Cameron's film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I now imagine <laughs> them with technology. Okay. So it's smarter and thinker and stuff like that. So they took her and they manipulated her and she had to, connected to a binary star and had the power. She could recharge an entire spaceship that was dead with herself. Okay. This, this yeah, is why in the ba- trailers you see her... Basically, she was tapping into the energies from a white hole. Yeah. Um, s- typical Claremont, extremely, extremely powerful female character. Yes. Right. Um, so but that's where she became, well, binary first and then eventually Captain Marvel. So the Captain Marvel that we're going to see on screen, though, is a Kree. Yes, but she might be a half Kree. Well, okay. It, uh, yeah, like I said, all this is plot points. Yeah, we'll see. We'll okay. see. She might be a half Kree because that does happen. There, there's a lot of half Kree and stuff like that. And the Scroll and the Krees have been fighting a sort of proxy war on Earth for quite a while. Again, it all depends on whose comic book it is, right. who's doing the writing, and how they want the story to go. Right. Uh, that there was is the Secret War, right? The second Secret Wars. Okay where the, the scroll were doing the war on Earth and mm-hmm. taking over pow- her- heroes and stuff like that. And, and, and powerful political figures, too, yes. from what I recall. Yeah. Yes. And that. So, yeah. So, it's... Yeah. Okay. So, I guess we'll find out. Find out. But she is supposed to be still, from what I understand, very powerful right. in the movie. Well, yeah. she apparently is going to come in and save the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She replaces Adam Warlock as the, the hero that saves the universe. Well, the... the as no, far as we know. Well, no, again, this is where some, like, there's a whole bunch of rumors, right? Mm-hmm. So there's some, some people are saying because of Ant-Man with the quantum stuff mm-hmm. and the null space and all that sort of stuff, that also is very important right. for the Infinity Wars. Right. And the other, the other trailer is, or fan fiction sort of ideas, what if, oh, the, remember the glove that you see in Ragnarok, or sorry, the first Thor movie? The, the gauntlet that had the Thor's, uh, Thanos' gauntlet. Mm-hmm. What if Odin was the first guy who, had, who tried to go for the Infinity Stones? Okay. And then just, but then, you know, his second son was born and he gave all that up with Hela. Because remember in the Ragnarok, originally Odin was the powerful, I'm going to take over worlds and just, or universes and galaxies and take it over. So the one is, what if Odin actually had built the glove? Right. This is how the dwarves knew what to build. Right. And he at first like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take over the universe and that's what I'm going to do, so build me the glove. And then like, eh, I guess I'm not going to go for it. So the glove you see there is not a fake. Right. It's one that Odin had made. Right, it's the original. But he never Thanos got a copy of. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, exactly. And you're going, actually, it ties in with mm-hmm. the origin of Ragnarok where Odin was, fuck the world, I'm gonna, or the universe, I'm taking everything over. Yeah, because Hela talks about how she and her father basically tore through the universe. Yeah. Where'd you think we got all our gold from? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't think about that. Yeah, no shit. And all our technology. Where'd that come from? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't because we traded. 
Right. Yeah. Vikings don't trade. No. I mean, they, they do. They're actually excellent traders, yeah. ironically. <laughs> um, okay. So let's move on to what would normally be a segment three, but I don't have anything for segment three. What is segment three again? It's just when we ha- pick a topic and, and discuss. Well, we've oh, you discussed- mean like we've been doing for the last two hours? Yeah, because like I said, we've, we've well, sort no, of covered because that. What we've, we've been picking several topics and just what discussing we've discussed it to death. over the past hour, has, uh, hour and a half, almost two hours actually, has been a random mishmash of like five or six, six seven different topics. Yeah. This would be a focused topic discussion. We didn't think I don't one. have one. <laughs> I don't have one either. And it's almost been two hours, so I'm happy to call it here. Well, I was going to say, because like for me, this big issue still is, is trailers that give too much away. Yeah, we all uh, hate them. End of, end of discussion. End of yeah. discussion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, no. none of us are willing to take the other side on that one. No, yeah. there is. Okay. No. That's it. That was simple discussion. In fact, I'm happy to leave the theater to go get popcorn yeah. or use the washroom or something well, when trailers In come my on. mind, one of the best ones still done was the original Batman. Sure. Yeah. When they just had the. Uh, oh, sorry, the spotlight. Not, not the original Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. When yeah. they just had the spotlight. Yes. Yeah. You, you didn't know. Anything. You didn't know who was playing anything. Oh, no, no. You knew exactly what was going to happen. No, but you didn't. You knew that was, this was a movie about Batman because yes. you see that symbol. That is symbol is so iconic that but you that's know it. it's Batman. But they didn't show you Michael Keaton. They didn't show you Jeff, uh, Jack Unlike, Nicholson. Unlike, say, Miss Marvel, or not Miss Marvel, um, Captain Marvel's yeah. uh, little badge at the end of S.H.I.E.L.D. where I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah. Well, that, that's, yeah, that was definitely a fan nod. Yeah, yes, yes. but apparently you have to be a pretty... I wasn't sure. Fan. I had no clue. I wasn't sure either because I'm going like I'm not really familiar with that one. But um, well, I knew they were coming out with a Captain Marvel movie. But and I knew that those were that her colors. Her and, uh, and I'm like, I think that's a Captain Marvel thing. I and I don't read the comics. I know nothing yeah, about right. Captain Marvel. But I had an idea. But that at least, that's what at least was. again though, then unfortunately you get the trailer where you see a whole see, lot. I didn't watch the trailer. Ah, uh, smart. I hate. So I've seen it. So I know. And again, yeah. you're going. I know too much. Yeah. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Where again. For ba- like Captain Marvel isn't as well known, so you have to do some sort of things. Batman, though, yeah, like the the whole Dark Knight Rises. When you start doing it again, you just have the bat symbol. You yeah. don't need anything else. Everyone and, and same with Superman. You don't. Although, hold on, the problem with that is um, Batman and Robin tanked so bad. Oh God, yes, and it was so bad that they really needed to to do something to differentiate themselves it, okay. from the old... 20 thing. years later, George Clooney is still apologizing for that. Yeah, yeah. well, and, my, my, and, my, favorite, sh- my favorite Clooney bit was when they announced Batman Begins. Yeah. Did I kill first, it? The first thing, uh, Clooney basically responded, Batman? Did I kill Didn't it? I kill that franchise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, though, all, all I had to do was like the trailer. Or mm-hmm. not the trailer, just the... A the teaser. Teaser. With They need to do learn how to do teasers again. Yeah. But the thing is... and. They're like, oh, we've got to get people to go see it. They'll go see Batman. They'll go yeah, see Superman. Me. You just... They're going to go yeah, see it. Yeah, they, they didn't need to do that for, for Captain Marvel. Because, I mean, seriously, every single movie in the Marvel franchise so far has been doing extremely really well. well. Yeah. So all they needed to do is just like, this is the new Marvel movie coming yeah. oh, out. And people are going to be like, going. Thor you Ragnarok, know? number 10 on Marvel's list above the other Thor movies. Thor Ragnarok is number 10 on that, the Marvel that, money-making that's movies. That's great. I still hate it. Yeah, but again, yeah, you're right. Captain Marvel is like, hey, they look, didn't, they didn't another Marvel to. movie. They could probably do Squirrel. Squirrel Lady. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel Girl. Squirrel. I know you don't yeah, like Yeah, they really don't. I, I cannot stand Squirrel but, Girl. But uh, they could the probably do a movie about her. Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Or they could do the... Uh, I mean, like, you gotta, you gotta admit, if you're going to have yet another uh, animal-powered superhero, at least she was created by the right guy to do it. Yep. 
Steve Ditko. Oh, oh, I forgot. I actually watched Incredibles 2. Oh, son of a bitch. Sorry. That's yeah, actually, awesome. actually, um, I, I, did, I did watch Incredibles 2 as well. <laughs> just just like three days ago. <laughs> you guys are I didn't want to say up. anything, but I will admit the scene with Jack oh. Jack and the raccoon, best scene in the entire movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry. Fantastic Four 2. Uh, uh, you mean, no? yeah, yeah, the, the, no. the original. Although, no. it's, not, it's not really Fantastic Four because, first of all, there's five of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jack Jack, oh. yes. Sorry. But don't forget, Spider-Man was part of the Fantastic Four of all, too. Yeah. Well, he tried. There were a bunch of people that were kind of included. She-Hulk is part of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, is that in almost every single case, the number stayed down at four. Yeah. Unlike if, if, someone, if someone new came in, it was because they were replacing someone, else. someone who left. Unlike the Avengers. There was a funny... There was the, for a while, Marvel did a series called What If?, Mm-hmm. And it was like, what if every single Avenger answered the call? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was every just, time? well, yeah, because you're like, everyone's been an Avenger sure. at yeah. some point in time in Marvel, yeah. right? So it's like, it's pretty much, okay, here's their Marvel roster. Yeah. Avengers assemble, boom. That, that's like 300 guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, they did that. They did that another place than, uh, than um, what if. Uh, so back in the 90s, Marvel was trying to do some innovative stuff to try to gain some interest in properties that simply weren't doing as well. And so they actually farmed out their books. They farmed out um, Captain America, Avengers, uh, Fantastic Four, and Iron Man uh, to the, the image guys, basically. Okay. Oh. Jim Lee did Iron Man I thought you were going to say you know, Archie meets the Punisher. No. <laughs> Jim, yeah. Jim Lee's studio did Iron Man and Fantastic Four. Rob Liefeld's studio did Captain America and the Avengers. Oh, okay. And this spun out of the Onslaught event. Oh, okay, right. That. I remember that one, yes. So yeah. for a year, it was 12 issues on each title, um, Basically, the characters were off in their own little pocket universe and all this stuff. And then uh, they had Peter David write a five-issue limited series, uh, Heroes Reborn, The Return. Right. Because the four titles were collectively referred to as Heroes Reborn. And then, of course, a whole bunch of stuff spun out of those characters being back in the proper Marvel Universe again. And some really good runs of comics came out of that. Uh, Mark Wade did his first run on Captain America right. right after that, which I highly recommend to anybody. And the Avengers was Kurt Busiek and George Perez. <laughs> okay. And hey, wait, in the this is, was it the 80s and 90s when they did their swimsuit issues? Uh, the 90s were doing the swimsuits. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, George Perez, absolute genius of an artist loves a challenge loves nothing better than crowd scenes and he is probably the best that there ever will be at doing that sort of thing and so basically the first storyline has the Avengers responding to a threat and they call in all of them and then they're almost immediately split up into separate teams to deal with stuff all around the world before it goes into another alternate universe type thing. But 
that ends and they all come back and all of them are at the mansion hanging out in like a theater type setting. And yeah. it's all of them. All of Every, them okay. Everything, everyone that Perez could fit in, everyone that they were allowed to use. Use could be. Um, Perez was actually on the Avengers back in Jim Shooter's day. Yeah. And they wanted to use Beast because Beast has always been one of Perez's favorites. Yeah. But they weren't allowed to use him. So they had him on a TV screen on a video call saying, look, really sorry I can't come <laughs> and all this stuff. I was going to say, because uh, uh, when you said crowd scenes, like one I remember back in the eight, yeah. like, Gru, do you remember a comic called Gru? Yes. Sergio Aragon's Gru the Wanderer. That's one of the few things that I have a lot of at home. Um, yeah. The guy, Sergio, I can't remember. Aragonis. He, he could draw the whole, like, in one, like, one take, not one take, but he wouldn't lift up a pen. Mm-hmm. He would just draw the whole crowd with keeping yeah. this, the pen on, this, on the paper. Yeah. So I was I'm thinking, like, just when you do the crowd scenes, I'm going like... Yeah. yeah. The Pizek and Perez team also ended up doing JLA Avengers, which is the most current and quite possibly the last ever crossover between Marvel and DC. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Sorry, uh, I apologize. I was wrong. They followed that up with uh, All Access, they yes. called it, which... but. But the yes, there has of, been the less said about that. The there better. has been some DC and Marvel crossovers before, oh, yeah. and some of them were actually pretty decent. Some were not so much so, but you know, yeah, I rather, I really, really enjoyed uh, X Men Teen Titans. Yeah, that was actually that was a good one. Yeah, probably because it, I'm a fairly big Claremont. I think it was like this, was it the seventies or early eighties? They had Hulk versus Superman. Yep, they had Hulk versus Superman. That was seventies, I think. Yeah, because that's Spider-Man, when Superman was also seventies. Yes. Yep, that's because that's when Superman was like completely over the top. Oh yeah, um, one of the more amusing ones from that era was Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Yeah, oh God, yes, yes, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that. Oh, they've. All, oh, and that. So I think yeah. Devram, do you have anything? No, I've pretty much exhausted all the stuff that uh, that I had to talk about. I think it's a good time to call it quits now that we're almost imme- almost actually at the two-hour mark. And we mm-hmm. will be doing one before we go to Depticon, hopefully. Yep, we'll be doing one, I think, t- two weeks before, or the weekend before. The weekend before, yeah, the 16th. No, no, not, not the weekend before, but the weekend before that. Yeah, well, the 16th. Yeah, 10, ten days before. 10 days before, yeah. This is because after that's your birthday weekend. Correct, and my mommy's going to be in town, Aww. and my sister's going to be in town, and my sister's wife is going to be in town, yeah. so we're going to have a family get-together. Yay, that would actually be very nice. Actually, there will be invites going out to a dinner yeah. as well. But anyways, that's why we're not doing it the week before, the weekend before, but yes. <laughs> and also, you know, packing, getting ready, last minute repairs on models in case I take any, that yeah. sort of thing. So, fun thing is, for next podcast, I'm going to get to talk about Captain Marvel. Yes. Believe me, I am going to go out and see that one yeah. very soon after it comes out. All right. Yeah, let me know. I'll go with you guys. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll do a, good, a big group thing again. Cool. We're looking at you because you're the one who calls it out. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for another episode <laughs> of the Out of the Basement Podcast. Uh, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.